Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week we ring in the new year with a massive 4-2 victory over Perth. We look ahead to our clash down the road against the Wanderers. And of course, as always, we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. A very good evening to all of you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New New Year. Yes. Not a bad way to ring it in. Good. Very good. Good night. Not bad. Exciting. Fireworks. On and off. On and off. (laughs) We'll definitely very much come to that in just a moment. But before we do, it is time to dive into it, as we always do, with Fred's question. Fred this week asks... What does a world without Tulio look like? Also, Happy New Year, you beautiful specimens. Love you. A world without Tulio is a very sad place. Bleak. Love you, Fred. It's very sad. Apocalyptic. I am very sad. <laughs> Aaron Morrow may be even sadder somehow, <laughs> but I'm sad. It just needed to be a little bit longer. It did. Just <laughs> two, love. Two, full, two full seasons of enjoying that. Would have been great. The Yoga Bonito. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Party. It's crazy how, how fast, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what year are we in? Are we in the 18th season or 17th? Uh, 19th. 19th. Jesus. I think. <laughs> Life's really getting away from me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he hasn't been here for that long in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah, it's funny how big of an impact a player can make <laughs> in a short space of time. <laughs> Not only on the pitch, obviously off the pitch, but then also from a fan perspective, just pure enjoyment of watching him play. Like we, we haven't had through all the dark times, you know, we, we didn't really have a player that when they got the ball, you went, what is, what is this freak going to do now? Mm-hmm. And that every time he got the ball, I was like, something good is about to happen. Mm. That Brazilian flair. Yeah. That, that flair is what we missed for years. And, and more, if there's more of those sorts of uh, diamonds in the rough hanging out, Genuine box office. Yeah, big time. And you can say to other people, if you want to come and see the game, you're coming to see this guy. This guy, you should see how this guy plays the game. Like he plays the game in a way that you just don't really Plays the game how it's meant to be played. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) I would argue. And, you know, he's having a kind of a sideshow going on with the crowd and the fans and everything about the, the way that he conducted himself here has been so... Mariners, if you, like he's got all of that stuff, that flair stuff, but um, he's run the length of the field to try and make tackles. He's um, been a, an integral part of every part of the team, not just, you know, that flair bit. Being a family guy, goes off to celebrate with his mm. family. Um, yeah, just it's not, it's not his loyalty to the club or even – the badge that we will miss. It's the pure enjoyment of going down there to watch this guy and wondering what he's going to do next and wondering, as I was before I went in there on the, at this game, whether or not um, he'll be a little bit under pressure now since this is his last game. But then we're about three minutes in and he flips a ball over someone's head, <laughs> gets, it, gets it off him. <laughs> it's like, oh, here we go. I don't think he, I don't think he feels pressure, honestly. No, he's, no, clearly not, um, because he's just having a ball out there like we all were when we were down the park when we were a kid. 
Mm. Like, yeah, um, that's why he plays yeah. with that freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unreal. Streets won't forget, or has he been here just a touch too long? No, nah, streets won't forget. Streets won't forget. Yeah. Okay. Even if he'd been here five years, streets won't forget. <laughs> streets won't forget. Like, legit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. He's too good for this league at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and has to be the blueprint of how the league should do visa players. Mm. I mean, he's only twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah, he's still got a couple of years till he When he was here, peak, he was right? 23, 24. Mm. Absolutely killed it last season, won a championship, comes in this season, picks up where he left off mm. pretty much. Um, and now he's in his mid-20s off for a life-changing move to the bloody J-League. Like mm. that's – he wasn't over the hill when he got here. He wasn't, you know, a bloody hopping club merchant yeah, he wasn't at the back end of his you know, career. A, yeah. Like he, he came here – with a point to prove and to to he was at a stop gap, you know, sort of moment and look what we did for him and look what he did for us. Like, how good. Yeah, you might think the model is hard to follow, but I, I'm starting to become convinced that it's not impossible to follow. May I introduce Angel Torres? Mm. Um, another undervalued by the looks of it, um, needed a different opportunity starting to show not to put the pressure on him to be what Tulio was, but he's, you know, already carrying his own part of the team and so it can be done, can't it? And but this one, like you have to know a fair while ago now for me that he was a bit beyond us and the every day that we were keeping him was sort of like, how is how are we managing to do this? Because a player like this just doesn't get we don't get to have them here. Um, for very long anyway. So thankful to have seen what we have seen from him because uh, he's been unreal. And watching him being here at the same time as some other players, um, such as the Cumdingo, has been entertainment plus. But it's a massive green flag as well to other Visa players in that sort of mould, those sort of uncut gems or unfound gems, hidden gems um, that are playing or applying their trade, you know, in the Brazilian second tier or Malta or wherever the case may be, that... We are that kind of club. Come here for a season or two, show your worth, and we'll get you a bigger move. We'll get you a life-changing deal. We would have got a fee for Benny, right? That it one was, just, that I mean, one just was com- on contract, completely yeah. slipped my mind. Uh, but yeah, so Benny Ancololo is probably one. Mm. But this is but oh, yeah, this okay. is this is only a recent thing. Mm. Like for us, from a visa point of view, really since the Monty and Surge, you know, sort of came here having these. And Young Jay- visa players come in with a point to prove, like I said before, wanting to further their careers and now realising that this league can be a good stepping stone for that. Mm. And we've got some that I suppose are already in line for that, aren't they? Trying mm. to rebuild themselves here and uh, could find that happening. Mm. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this! Look at this! Look at it! 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 Look at it. Just look at it, looking back, of course, to our New Year's Eve clash against Perth. It was your Mariners 4, Perth Glory 2, fellas. What a way to ring in 2024. These games never disappoint. (laughs) No. There's there's always something, right? It's always chaos. It's either a broken goal, the key with a gun. Well, I was was a little bit concerned at the start of the game because 
kickoff was delayed by about two or three minutes because there was uh, the fourth official and the linesman overchecking the goalpost. Oh god! No, Did you guys no. notice that in front Not of the sixteen? Yeah. No. Yeah, yes. they were taping up the yeah. uh, taping up the, net. the men's game. Oh. Yeah. Mind you, the net's been there for three hours, and we've just played a women's game with it. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, it's no good. <laughs> Where were Barbarissus and Kennedy when you needed them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cost, well, Costa's net repairs. No, yeah, no. the post was never loose. It was never loose or broken. It was clear to me. It was just tape. Yeah. Oh, who was it that broke it uh, all those years ago? Was it Merchula? Yeah, when they yeah, slid when into they it. I think, it was yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit a uh, little bit concerned that Shushnar was going to go full Shushnar on the post at one point in time. <laughs> well. Uh, we'll come back to that a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> at the someone time, I would have been hopeful of that. little temper temper. But uh, <laughs> Adam Taggart got the uh, proceedings underway for Perth. Some ball in to Cracking find him. ball in, yeah. Unexpected from uh, Kudrumbas, to be fair. That's <laughs> 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 his first assist it ever. Was, it was a good ball. <laughs> it was a very good ball. First one he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah, poor old, um, your poor old Faz just yeah, exposed a bit out there on, on the left. He, he didn't get tight enough? Wasn't Yeah, didn't get close enough. And then you, you could hear when the ball hit the back of the net, Vukovic was blowing. Yeah, he wasn't up yeah. About closing it down and getting closer. But I felt for Faz, though, because who would have been on the left? Yeah, maybe either Tapio or Torres. I don't know who it was, oh, but sorry, yeah, there was yeah. two players free on the left there and Faz went to close down the go with the ball and then he had to try and get back across to Kutrumbus and just yeah. couldn't get there in time. Yeah, ta- Tapio came across to cover um, yeah. and then it went out to Kutrumbus. Faz not tight enough. Yeah. And Taggart, in fairness, good striker's movement off the ball there. Yeah. Just gets him behind wrong side of Hawley. Yeah. Uh, He's a good striker when he is on. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that, you know, you have that momentary lapse in concentration. Yeah. And that's what um, they good strikers will punish her. Yeah. Inch perfect ball. Mm. So, was. Um, very annoying. Was very annoying. So annoying. <laughs> we annoying. could have been one or two up by that point, though, because the Maxi had already hit the post by that point. I think so. that was the more yeah. frustrating thing yeah. was that we, we'd started well. <laughs> and, yeah, we absolutely could have been one or two up. And mm. I just want Maxi to get his first goal. And that, was, <sighs> that was nearly the perfect one, too. He absolutely did the right thing. Just the old pass placement yep. into, and it was. Didn't Maxi yeah. score against Brisbane last season? No, I don't think he's got he hasn't, sco- he hasn't no, scored hasn't? in the A League. No, he scored no. in the Australia Cup against Arpia in that six-one win down there, six-nil or six-one. Yeah, I got a score in that game. Um, I, I mean, Hatchie scored that you know, <laughs> ninety-degree cross shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally meant that. Um, but yeah, frustrating given that yeah we 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 did start well and got uh, punished, but we did well to keep good our response. heads and and yeah, the response was good. I think that's yeah that was my concern early on in the season, the first couple of games. The, one of the biggest things for me under Monty and Serge was our mentality when we went down. Mm. Even when things weren't entirely going our way, our mentality was still good. And that was my concern early on was like, look, is there a bit of a, a slip happening mm. here? Um, because this was the first game we've come from behind this season and won after going down, I believe, if I'm remembering the commentary correctly. Um, I'm going to back you there and say you're right. Yeah. Cool. Let's let's of do it. Right. Cool. It. Of course. And um, no, so that's good. I think our our mentality is is has improved from those first sort of couple of games. I think you're spot on. Yeah. You look back to the to the Adelaide game in particular. Right. Mm-hmm. Started so brightly first sort of 15 minutes all over them. Couple of injuries. Concede a goal. Heads drop. Mm. Right. You could see it looked fragile. Yeah. Uh, I think um, yeah Jackson's really sort of rallied the troops so to speak and. Um, yeah, sort of turn that um, turn that around. Yeah, and uh, you know, and obviously, full credit has to go to Jacko. Yep, and, and maybe, the coaching maybe, staff as well. Yeah, yeah. Is he over the sports like there as well? Yeah, there's probably other parts to play. Yeah, there's, there's you know, obviously we, not just us. There was a fair bit of criticism around early on. <laughs> I think, like we said last week as well, or 
you know, the last time we recorded. But there was criticism because it was probably deserved at the time with how we were playing. We, we weren't playing yeah, I mean, like overly attractive and the results weren't there. So, of course, you're going to get a little bit of a criticism. Yeah, I, th- I think for the most part, we were fairly tempered with it, it was, though. Yeah. You know, I, I, I definitely it, said, you know, I was going to give it time and yeah. give it six weeks and reassess. Gave it six weeks, reassessed. And now round 10, you know, we're starting to really look. Start the year in the six, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're confident in what the coach is asking us to do by the looks of things. I am loving these press conferences where inevitably some journalists. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Jeno says to him, say. oh, uh, Mark, you're playing a 4-3-3. Oh, I wanted to get and, to the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, this wide smile. The look on, on his, his face, face every time the question gets it asked. Just, <laughs> That's three, the second 4-3-3, three, is it? Yeah, this is like the second <laughs> or third press conference in a row now. And each time he's like, hmm, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Because clearly it's not a 4-3-3. Yeah, so, but what what it is, is that we It is sometimes. Absolutely, I'm it's sure. the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, what it, what it is is the players are confident with all of that um, sort of dynamic aspect to what he wants to ask of them that it will be a 4-3-3 sometimes perhaps mm. and other times it'll be a 4 2 3 one or whatever yeah. because that's the game state need or whatever it is that is the tactic that we're employing at that moment, which is really cool to see that we have that sort of... Flexibility. A, and the confidence has grown that we that flexibility actually works yep. um, because we're making enough chances and then we've started sinking some of the goals. Um, yeah. Because so. I, I would say, and you know, I'm not a, I'm not a formation nerd, so happy to be corrected here, but I would say it's, it's a 4-4-2 when we don't have the ball mm. with Niz and a low... Up top, that's so it's even a four, 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 one, one with Niz, Niz just sort of in, in front of that Yeah, sometimes he's yeah. next to a low yeah. when they're trying to press, and sometimes he kind of comes in. Mm. But then without the ball, it looks like a four, three, three. Mm. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Or it even goes to a four, one, four, one. I mean, it depends on the on the state of play, right? Yeah, and then sometimes we, sort of sometimes state. we do three at the back, according to Jacko. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes true. without the ball, that's what it looks like too, because yep. the backs. You have one of your fullbacks push. Yeah, forward. one of them push up. Your other yeah. fullbacks, uh, your other fullback tucks in. Yeah. Um, or you have both your fullbacks go forward and your six tucks in. Mm. You know, it's it's, yeah. uh, it's adaptable. So there's a lot of rotation, moving parts. Mm. So like you can now, in hindsight, you can kind of see why we struggled early on mm. because it is very different from under Monty. And maybe a bit complicated as well. Well, yeah. So it took a few weeks for the boys to be like, well, hang on, we actually. We're not just one formation. We do this every week and it's this or no. Mm. There's a few formations for the boys to understand depending on we have the ball, if they have the ball, what sort of the game state is. And so there was a fair bit for the boys to get their heads around in relatively short amount of time. That allows you not to be predictable as well. Exactly. I think it's yeah. been it's given us a really good chance to dictate the tempo of matches as well a lot more than we have mm. um, previously. Because last year we were playing that real sort of blood and thunder, a lot of verticality, um, getting the ball forward at every single opportunity. Whereas this season we are playing with some amount of verticality when the time is right. Um, but we're able to also slow the game down. Mm. And, and really sort of control things a bit more in a measured sort of way. Which can be frustrating. It can be, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it looks yeah. too slow. Yeah, sometimes, we saw that in the early weeks, right? Yeah, because you're trying to open a team up and you're trying to move the ball side to side. But yep. obviously, if you do it slow, there's mm. going to be no gaps. Yep. But now with Niz in his newfound mm-hmm. position. Niz a 10. Niz a 10, love it. Biniesta. Um, <laughs> just, it, he seems to be finding 
a lot of gaps even more so than what it used to but in positions that are slightly higher up mm. and we sort of like I said last time that connection there now between the midfield and sort of our front third is now there and we're creating a lot more clear-cut open chances I think from good football mm. not just like from a set piece or something there's some good build-up play happening mm. and I mean Niz is just Niz is just pulling the strings at the moment. So there's one moment I want to talk about before we get to Faz's goal where we had, <laughs> it was about a five on three uh, in our favour going forward. And Niz is carrying it forward. He's got Faz to the left, I think uh, Torres to the left, Tulio to the right and someone else in support as well. And Alo, I think, was making Yeah, Alo as well, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, going <laughs> centrally. Um, and Tulio screaming <laughs> for it on the right and he's just looking left the entire time. <laughs> yeah. He's looking for Faz. <laughs> he's looking for Faz. He's looking for Faz. And Faz, he plays it to Faz and Faz, in fairness, uh, gets a strike away but um, comfortable enough for the keeper. Tulio's disappointment. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know what? I rate that from this. The ball's on this to pass it to your left back and not to Tulio, <laughs> making, who was probably more open as well. Tulio was probably yeah. the better option. That's what you that get moment. for leaving. Yeah. But, Take but this. Was this before or after the Faz goal, though? Because I think it was before. Before. It yeah. was his so, first so shot. So basically, yeah. he was just, you know, pioneering what he needed. Just to testing the waters. Because, yeah. because that, little inter- <laughs> yeah. that little interaction between Niz and Faz, where I think they're both involved twice before Faz scores, mm-hmm. that is the, you know, what comes out of the test tube of you didn't get the ball, Tulio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to practice it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And Niz, Niz starts that movement almost right down near our 18-yard yeah. box. Yeah. And Faz makes so the again, first runs this, and then slows that down yeah. so that the run is not on again. Niz gets it again. Same run again. Yep. Faz burns the same player a second time. Some finish. Speaking, speaking <laughs> exactly. to the measured point, though, last season Faz gets that ball from Niz probably – Early. Tries to run straight, yeah. or he tries to switch it, or but he holds it up a bit, mm. looks for Niz again, mm. and just waits for the right moment, waits waits for the right run to make good run, even better ball, mm. good little sneaky finish from tidy the left back. finish. So, I said yeah. this weeks ago. Uh oh, Jacob Farrell has discovered shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it's effective. <laughs> and now three straight games with an assist for Niz. Oh, West Sydney football is crying on Twitter. Thank you very much. Niz, Four Niz, straight if we include. Niz the doesn't get assists, so come on. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Three in a row. Not good enough. Just needs that goal. Mm. That second half chance. Oof. Mm. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I mean, you can't really call that. It's a, it's a half chance at best, that one, in the second half. And he's, he's run 85,000 metres <laughs> um, to get to the edge of the 18-yard box. I can't blame him for shooting with tired legs there. But um, Hello Kual, of course, gave us the advantage in the 39th minute. Uh, good determination. His fourth of the season as well. He's working hard a lot. He's getting better. This is his best yeah. performance he's since he came better. back. Yeah, yeah, definitely getting better. And I think he's starting to silence a lot of those who, who really doubted him. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I didn't really doubt him, but no. I, I wasn't overly impressed with his first few games. Um, but, you know, that could also go for the whole squad. So, mm. But, yeah, d- there's, there's still a few things that still frustrate, frustrate me, especially things like the yellow card that he picked up. That Very happy, early. real worried. I thought he was going to be yeah. sent. Some of his – I get that we want to press and that's all well and good, mm. but if you give a foul away every time you try and do it, you're just letting the other team off. Mm. I like the enthusiasm but mm. needs to probably tone it down <laughs> a little bit because that 
those sorts of things have me worried because mm. those long legs can go anywhere and it can easily be a red card. Mm. So but you don't, that was you don't. By the the other the the other side of the coin is you don't want him to tone it down. Yeah, because then you the have whole the, you know, sort of let him know you're there early. I get that. Yeah, but, but then no you have time. the sort of the, no the, time. The you're never going to have any time. That's what mm. that yeah. message has to be sent. Yeah, but you're right. There's an edge. But then to be on a you know on a yellow for most of the game, yeah, seventy five minutes or whatever makes other things hard for him. I don't so. want Allo to hold back at all. I don't want Allo <laughs> to play within himself whatsoever. Just go out there, be free, do what you did yep. in 2019, 20 or 2021 or whatever it was. Yeah, that, that's fair. And I think he's uh, just been more of a slow burn than like what we've expected from Allo is to come in and just create headlines straight away because that's what he did do yeah. when he first mm-hmm. came in back then when you were talking about. Yeah. Um, but instead of doing that, then he has just worked hard and has really accumulated the statistics. I don't know. And how I think he's benefiting from the new formation. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. probably true. And but but he's also got better, as you guys have said, um, in his in his own game, I think. And so he must have about seven or eight goals. How many goals has he got? He's got four in the A-League and one, I want to say, in the AFC Cup. Okay, so maybe I think he's got more than he's got. But he's, starting but he's created to make, a couple more as well. Like yeah, the, I think it was the second goal against Brisbane that was that's down to him pressing. Yeah, right? I, I'm, I'm, I feel good about his contribution across all of our games at the moment, actually, and it has been better. Mm. Um, but I'll also like, like I thought in this game, we probably could have got Jing out there earlier. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. As soon as he came on in that second half, he gave that real injection of sort of energy uh, that I felt that we were sort of lacking. The sort of energy levels were dropping a little bit. And we were under pressure. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. more it was energy. starting to yeah. get a bit, yeah, under the cosh a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Mark Jackson's been very vocal, actually, more, more so than I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but he's been quite open in press conferences and whenever he's done interviews about putting pressure on you know, the two main strikers, which are obviously Jing and Alo, to, that we need to score more goals. We need more goals. We, we need a number nine who's going to score. He's been very vocal about that. Mm. But, I mean, Alo taking outside, taking out the AFC Cup, he's got a goal every 138 minutes. I think I checked the other day. Not bad. It's not a bad That's return good. for a striker. Jason Cummings uh, last season, including the finals, had a goal every 113 minutes. Yeah. So he's not – And he's also created the other couple, like you said. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So he is – yeah, he's, he's improving. Definitely. Starting to come better. Um, good run again in the lead-up to the goal mm. and, you know, scores the goal because of that enthusiasm. Mm. He's Puts only, those doubts in the minds of the defenders all yeah. the time that he might be there and that he might get that ball and he does. Yeah. Like that's actually a bit bread and butter, that kind of goal. He's the only one yeah, of the three players the there that didn't games. actually pull out. Mm. Yeah. The goalkeeper backed out mm. and the Perth – Defender backed out. Yep. He comes sliding in, studs up full glory <laughs> like I'm getting this ball in the back of the net no matter what. You want to see that from you number That's nine? That's great. Yeah. 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 As long as he doesn't That's... studs up someone in the face and gets sent off. <laughs> or get a second yellow get, because get he was already on one. Get the ball over the line first. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Worry about of... that. Get the ball over the line, then worry about it. It's a mean yeah. strike as well. Like it Cook was. had no chance of holding yeah. that. And there was a couple in the second half as well that he hit from the edge of the 18. Um, there was one on the half volley, I want to say. Good technique. Oh, exactly. the tech Great is. Exactly. And yeah. anywhere else other than there, and he scores. Mm. Like yeah. straight at the keeper. And yeah. It was just pure power, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. travelling. But it was also timing. Like it was just hit beautifully in that timing. It's probably a good thing that uh, the Cook saves that in fairness because if it goes – 
through Cook's hands or if it hits the back of the net, it's going through. And we have another goal mouth debacle <laughs> on New Year's Eve. We like which it. Which is the last thing we, we need. Goal fall down or something. <laughs> can we talk about Alo's celebrations? Absolutely. In front of the away fans. It's, it's our podcast. We can talk about whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Good. Just very much in a shithousery mood this season <laughs> when he wants to celebrate. I've missed this. What? He just he ran straight over to the Perth Bay oh, when there's he? like eight yeah, people there and yeah, was right. just, you know, sort of the hands way. out That's and doing this yeah. and doing the hand of the year and <laughs> just wants to wants to cause mischief, which I like. It'll be perfect like. next week then. I'll tell you, yeah. yeah, look. He's he, saving his goals for that far end just so he can he go is, to the yeah. away. So he can Wait. celebrate there. Fair. He, yeah. uh, he, he does look a lot, uh, a lot more relaxed, I think, as well, in a sense, and he looks a lot happier off the pitch as well. So I think things are starting to really click for him. In, in every sense. Marco Tulio Papi from the spot, uh, right on the stroke of halftime. Um, typical penalty from uh, from our Brazilian god. I love the freakouts about his penalties. <laughs> the start of steps. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter is blowing up a bit. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's freaking out. <clears throat> he doesn't actually stop. Well, no, it's the, and it's all to do with the planting foot. That's right. Yeah, because he's not he's not um, stuttering with his uh, when he in his final stride with his planted foot. It's a stride before it, so he's allowed to do that. Apparently, yeah, right. Yeah, well, well read on the rules, which you have to stay up to date. He's, with. A, he's a student of the game. Obviously, it's him, Maxi, and uh, and Nizzy that are sitting around the campfire uh, <laughs> on on a Thursday night after training, uh, just going through the uh, the IFAB law book there. And uh, <laughs> I could see Maxi doing that. Oh, he's so would. There's no chance he doesn't. Man. <laughs> if I knew about the latter. So you're suggesting <laughs> that he put Marco under this particular penalty? <laughs> I reckon he did. Yeah, yeah, it could be true. But clear as day, handball. Oh, beavers. Just yeah, catch absolutely. it next time, champ. Yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> slaps it away. I was probably going in. Yeah, so remind yeah. me why it wasn't a yellow card. Question for Jack Morgan, that one. <laughs> <laughs> just just saying. Like, I would have thought that a an arm out that stops a ball going potentially. Uh, yeah, was it, too cl- was, was it too close to him um, in terms of where the shot was taken from? It was a pen. I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's a yellow it's, card. It's, it's still a pen. And then all of that controversy just dies right there. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it is a good point, though, because other A-League fans, especially Perth fans, but it seems to be the general consensus that we got the big time rub of the green. About time. If I think that is fair. I didn't see it, About time is fair. In some ways we did, but also they, they probably could have had three red cards before their first red card. Yeah. Ivanovic, Kolakovsky. I'm still not getting what the blow-up is about overly. Yeah. Well, Beavers would have been off because he... Got that yellow for that foul on Alou straight after. Beavers could have been yeah. off. Beavers could have been yeah. off before that. Yeah. It's yeah. what happens when referees don't give out yellow cards for offences that are yellow cards. That mm-hmm. later on, they're left with this whole judgment thing they have to make about whether or not this or that is worth this many points on the referee's scale of I'm going to get rid of this guy. Yeah. And the um, Sushnia challenge on Tulio. In the was, first five minutes, yeah. just a perfect example. He yeah. had kicks, kicks the, the shit out of him. Yeah. Like in the ref point system, he had earned about, as Josh pointed out earlier, about four yellow cards. Yeah, kicks the crap out of him. If it's in the 15 minutes of the game, it's probably a yellow card. But mm. because it's in the first five minutes, he goes, no, 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 we'll have none of that. But then a low's late five minutes later, and then he gets it yellow, yeah. which is well-deserved. Mm. But, but no more or less deserved than the Sushinjari incident. No, I, I, I don't know what it is, if it is a written rule, like again, like I said before. No, it's not, not a rule nerd, but it seems to be this unwritten rule thing that you can kick the crap out of anyone in the first sort of five or so minutes of a game and not get a yellow. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, no, they did introduce the uh, let them know you're there early law. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why don't you discuss that? <laughs> I think <laughs> so is clearly frustrated because Marco Tullio has got more footballing ability in his little bloody pinky than what he does in his <laughs> entire body. And there was this whole running thing going on for the whole game and Sushnyar just lost his head. Uh, HMS is, big fella at it again. <laughs> Sushnyar losing his head? What a shocker. And, you know. The, the only thing he had was pork chopping it. He had no chance, yeah. you know, without shithousery, he was nothing. But Tulio no. will live in his head rent-free forever, I think. Oh, the yeah. absolute shithousery yep. that Tulio yeah. was putting him under. There was a lot going on for there. For the entire 90 minutes. Yeah, I bet you Tulio was smiling about it today at training. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there was there was a lot, you know, even even later on, but th- there was a lot. Like the Ivanovic one, mm. he, he picks up a yellow just because he's stupider in that moment. Yeah, there was he, a limit there. He throws the ball into Torres, <laughs> stupid, and then Torres throws it back, just as stupid. The ref's clearly coming over to have a chat. And he throws it. He throws it again, <laughs> which which eliminates <laughs> the chance of the yellow card for both. Really? Yeah. You've been a victim of the dark arts, like. <laughs> And you've Torres just been Columbia stupider. Yes, you've just been clearly no, stupider. And Torres never even cracked a smile on that one. And then Torres laughs because he knew yeah. what he did. Exactly. He just played it smarter. And then Ivanovic has just, just got nothing between the ears, clearly. I think there was a lot of laughter from the boys out there. I can just imagine Tulio jogging past Shushnar with that laugh that Smeagles was doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <true>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then He's probably been doing it to Smeagles at training. <laughs> And then, and then Jacob Frail is the same thing. He's the biggest wind-up bait oh. merchant in the league for fouls. Yep. And players keep falling for it. Yep. They keep giving him a reason to go over, so he's going to go over. And Perth were getting frustrated. Stadge was getting the shits on the sideline, which was clearly going out onto the field. Mm. Bloody Kolakowski, even Bazanic was getting the shit. Like, they were all getting frustrated. Yep. And it, they just lost their heads. There's nothing... Like we get to it later as well, but the, the 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 only weird one in all of that is maybe the Dan Hall non-red card at the end. But then there is a rule there that yeah, we can come to that now. No, he's actually got it right. Mm. So if it's if it's a clear if it's a clear goal scoring opportunity, and there's a drag back or etc., and then the ref plays advantage and they get the shot away and they get the shot away, it's a yellow card, not a red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's actually yeah. got it right. Yeah, well done, Jack Morgan. So could you imagine the blow up if he does get the shot away? The ball goes in, but then he blows the whistle as the ball's going in the net. They may get a penalty or a free kick from outside the box because it looked like the drag was just, just outside. outside. Just outside. I couldn't – They, but that was another one where they didn't show good – I don't think they showed a replay at all. No. So it was hard to see. But if they just as equally blow up in that moment, if he does blow the whistle. So it's a lose-lose in that situation for the yeah, as, as you said on He Twitter, plays the, the advantage. He gets the yeah. shot away. He misses the shot. You don't get two advantages. You yeah. don't get a second go at it. Yeah. So – and he gave – Dan Hall, yellow card. Very lucky boy. <laughs> yep, yep. Definitely got himself in a bit of a, a little bit of a mischief, being just a bit too casual bit at the end. Bit of a tangle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, if you ask me, Jack Morgan got that one right as well. Yep. So I don't – the the one that is questionable is the whole if the Beavers one in the first half isn't a yellow. Why is the second one Why is the second one a yellow? And then Shushnar probably doesn't get sent off as well. And Yeah, and then so – wasn't wasn't Shushnar – and we need to discuss this – wasn't Sushnar sent off for his descent because of mm-hmm. the non-awarding of their goal? No, he got sent off because he was the one that lost the ball to Ballard in the lead-up to sure? the second penalty. Because, yeah, because while we were celebrating and waving Marco's shirt like a flag on the corner post, no. then Perth had kicked off and scored. Did they? In their minds. Absolutely, Did they? Did they? 100%. Did they drop In their it? minds, they had scored. 
And they then went to the referee and complained. Lockie Lacey was the only person I saw who actually noticed this happening. I had no idea. But during notice. the flag ceremony, then the old one about, you know. <laughs> the flag ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I like it. Ceremony. I like it. I love the flag ceremony. I think I just, want that just to slight little segue. Was, was he recreating the moment from the grand final? You know, there's. You know, Where he's photo. waving the big flag. Was yeah. he recreating that? I'm going to say I don't know yes. if he was. Look, but I'm saying yes. I'm yeah. saying yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. He told me. So they tried to score a goal. <laughs> yeah. They, they basically kicked off, ran down the field and put the ball in the net and then complained. And Why are teams Sushinyar, doing this when this is not a thing? I don't know. I, I think Sushinya was actually whinging. A bit, well, that's my, that was what I believe happened and uh, I was not alone in this. In fact, well, I, think, I think he may have been whinging at that, but the main whinge was about he thought he was fouled by Ballard in the lead up to the giveaway oh, yes. of the second penalty. Yes, when he fouled Ballard. Yeah, which was not a foul yeah. at all. Well, yes, it was because he fouled Maxi. On Ballard, if anything, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Max clearly gets the ball. Yeah. It's not reckless. No. He gets a toe in. He tries to pull away and then, like you've said, if anything, Sushinyar contacts him. Mm. But then Sushinyar stays down on halfway to try and get bloody sympathy. Zero sympathy coming out of that stadium for yeah. him on yeah. that night. We were loving his presence out there at that yeah. time. We were upset a little bit because they took off Ivanovic. We only got to boo him for a short period. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I, you know, I overall, referee performance, Perth just lost their heads. Yeah. Yeah. They were lucky that Ivanovic didn't get a second yellow for the Jacob Farrell drag back. 100%. And get another red card. Yeah, I can't even think of the actual um, offences, but Kolakowski, I don't know how he managed to stay on the pitch. Mm. He had enough offences. Mm. Uh, even on the refs, you know, ticket in the book, how many times you get you make an offence and get another yellow card. I think that's where this went wrong, that Beavers got sent off in a way that looks controversial, but really it's just the way the refs do I think I, these days. F- for me, if I haven't, if I go looking for an explanation, is it simply just an accumulation? Yeah, I think that that is definitely because he's, he's already given away a penalty. He's on a yellow from another foul. He's probably given away another couple of fouls in the game, I would imagine, and he gives away another penalty. Is it simply just a second yeah. yellow for accumulation? Is that all? All there is really to it? Or does he think one is more um, deliberate than the other, or is it just a confidence issue where he got it wrong in the first instance um, and should have given a yellow for the first handball? Mm. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't really understand the big blob about the whole ref. Thing, but no, they were never winning. No, no, no they were they, they were beaten as soon as we equalised. Mm, agree. Mm. Stadge, uh, very much not happy about this one, uh, or about anything that really happened in this game. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, a bit of a blow up at full time. I feel for him. Um, you know, he he definitely has a big job on his hands over there and I spoke to Naz after the game as well um, and he, he said the same sort of thing. You know, it's a similar sort of project to what they came into over here um, but I think they might be finding it a bit tougher. Yeah, well, I think the, the harder thing for them is that they've got no owner. Our project was hard but we had an owner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, they've got nothing. They're currently being propped up by the APL mm. um, along with the Jets so they have to – split those monies each week between Newcastle and Perth. Um, apparently, yeah, I mean, just off, off that really quickly, apparently the Jets are really close to uh, to finding a new owner for the 437th time in the last two months. Mm. Tinkler sure. making a comeback? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, right. mm. so, I'll withdraw my bid soon. <laughs> <laughs> just for the fun of it. <laughs> what, a pie and a can of Coke? <laughs> are you 
you're, you're, over, pay that you're much. overpaying. It's <laughs> overs, yeah, definitely hey, overs. Hey, they'll Jesus. get a sausage roll, nothing more. <laughs> definitely overs. No sauce. <laughs> not a sauce more. Not a bag, not of, a bag of lollies, that's it. Exactly. All those sauces are worth $2.50 at Allianz Stadium these days, so not a chance. Ridiculous. Mm. But now when, the, when they got the second goal back, good goal by Kolakowski, to be fair. Average defending, I'd probably call it from... Yeah, he, beat, he in beats that moment, and Caltech. Beats Hall and Caltech. Mm. Just probably the only physical battle that we lost all night <laughs> was that probably moment. That moment, yeah. <laughs> and it was a good finish. Um, squeaky bum time for a bit after that. Yeah, but it, you know, sort of again, like I said before, our mentality just even in that, I felt relatively comfortable. Yeah, same, yeah. Yep, same. And their mentality like, in those moments was pretty poor actually because mm. they spent most of their time whinging. Yeah, if they, if, they, if they didn't lose their heads, yeah. they would have more of a chance to get back into it. Exactly. But Kolakowski, <laughs> he pretty much lost his head and he was, you know, having an interaction with the crowd. Susandia um, was in, you know, we were enjoying his presence. and I love the thought that, you know, the members in the Western and the Eastern stands who were booing Susandia really made him lose his head in the end. <laughs> That's why he got sent off. <laughs> It'll be like Michelle from Boy Boy gets, yeah. boos him a couple of times and... <laughs> Little Timmy, you suck, and then he gets red carded just because he loses his head. Like, Unreal. I the mean, calmest I can... fans in the league, and he just blows up and loses it. <laughs> so good to see in this one. Starting A-League debut for uh, Brad Tapp, who upgraded his contract from a scholar to a pro deal during the week as well, celebrating that with a uh, very, very strong performance. Look, I feel like we don't say we told you so that often on this podcast, but it's one of those moments where I feel like we could... <laughs> But we definitely won't say that. No, we told you so. Okay. Um, <laughs> he said it. He he was good. Yeah, it looked, looked like his 50th just, game. Just look, did what he does, did what we know he can do, did what we've seen him do in the academy mm-hmm. when he's got minutes off the bench to shore up a couple of games, you know, since he's been back and did not look. He looked stuffed when he come off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was about to pass out. That's fair. He was cooked, but yeah. he absolutely busted his ass for however long he was on. Mm. Did not look out of place. He was absolutely beaming after the game. He, yeah. was, he was stoked. As was his family as well. And so yeah. good to see them all um, relishing in that moment. You know, so well deserved after, a, you know, he's, he's put in the hard yards to come back from the ACL injury. Mm. And, um, yeah, mate, yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Long mate, continue. Yeah, a really good partner for Maxi in there now with Steel yeah. out, unfortunately, for him, which mm. is because Steel was probably man of the match in the Brisbane game, I yeah. would say. Yeah, he was up there. Pretty close to it. Mm. Um, and he's now in a moon boot and probably out for, I don't know. Five or six weeks. Four or five or six weeks or something. So it's going to take him for a while to come back. But this is now Tappy's, you know, these unfortunate, unfortunate things happen mm. and uh, he gets the chance to get his make that spot his own now. And, yeah, he was really good. Did a lot of the dirty work. Um, was sort of in there cleaning up a lot of things when needed. And um, when he had to play the ball, he was he was good. Yep. So. Sat a bit deeper than uh, than maybe Steely would normally mm. in that sort of role there, but freed Maxi up, I think, to to get forward a little bit more. Um, gave Maxi a bit more time on the ball. Yeah, stoked for him. Good roll up in this one as well. Uh, not just for the guys, but for the uh, for the dub as well. Just over five thousand in there for the dub, and just over fifteen thousand in there for the men. I was really surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah? was not I, expecting fifteen. Yeah. I wasn't. I was hardly expecting ten. Really. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was sort I of just, thinking 12, 13, maybe nudging 14. Are they still – is there still the races Yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Races that are still hold yeah. double double ticket thing? Because I saw a lot of people Ooh, coming in that looked like they'd been at the races. Yeah, I'm um, not sure if they've still got the part, part of the grounds there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people that came in for the races for yeah. sure, yeah. 
but yeah, I was yeah, I was not expecting that. Good, great, yeah. fantastic. Come every week. <laughs> yeah, uh, only the second time since I want to say 2014 that we've had a crowd over 15,000 for a regular season game. Yeah, and th- and this is where uh, there's football fans here on the coast. Yeah, where the bloody hell are you, everyone? Like the, they are here. Mm. So, and this is now the challenge for the club and for Richard especially because you can't keep sending emails and saying no one turns up because we had 15,000 there. It is now your job. You have to find a way to get these bloody people to come every week. This is what you have to do. That's, I mean, that's 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 the club's job, really, isn't it? You know, you got to go through, yeah, and and engage these. So don't 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 preach the f- to the converted anymore, okay? <laughs> Which is what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> don't preach to the converted because we're already here. We're already going. You got to find a way to get these other people who are the maybe sometimes maybe when there's a big event, maybe New Year's Eve, maybe there's a final. You got to get them to come. 70 or 80% of the rest of the season now. Mm. You've got to find a way. And it's, it's a shame that our next regular or our next game at home isn't until the 21st of January. You know, we've got a three-week break now. It's a bummer. <laughs> Don't get to capitalise on all that interest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll take some numbers down to Wanderers next week uh, or this weekend. We'll, we'll build some, some more sort of interest and, and get a good result there and get some good atmosphere there as well. Um, you know, Saturday night, 5.30 kickoff, so there's no real reason why people can't make that, I guess. Um, but, yeah, you know, it would be nice to have something back-to-back or even something next weekend. Mm, yep. Screwed by the fixtures this season, definitely. Damn yeah. your Unite round. Yeah, well, I mean, even if it wasn't Unite round, we would have been over in Wellington on the Sunday. So, um, lose-lose really there. But A lot of people, though, that were definitely not your necessary regular attenders of the game at the end of giving out loose cannons, there were lots of people who didn't really know what a loose cannon was or why I was engaging with them. <laughs> so, who are you? Exactly. They were looking at me like... Who's this strange this? man trying to give me... So it's your fault they're not coming back because you're the maybe. first face they see. Yeah, maybe I'm <laughs> spoiling it straight away. Um, but no, some of them got loose cannons. So hopefully, you know, they will have seen something entertaining mm. and come back. But they're, they're the target audience, aren't mm. they? And they're the ones that are the 8,000. I personally... I find it really hard not to say there's too much football because I love football and I'll go to all the games. But who can afford that other than us? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? They're going to the races and then they are coming, well, like you were saying, or they're doing whatever else first. But like everyone else, unless they live in, you know, the Hoi Polo, like Narara or somewhere like that, then they're having a lot of money for in their entertainment budget per mm. year. So... Yeah, I just and I get the that. whole, you know, I get the whole. It's an event. Everybody loves events. It's mm. New Year's Eve, the fireworks, and all. There's a lot of other stuff to do, and I get that. And if you have, we have to do other things around the club to make every match day an, an event. event. Yeah, that I feel like we've tried bits and pieces of that in the past, but maybe just hasn't been executed that well. If we have to do more of that, then. Go and do that. We've but also tried yeah. stuff that has been executed well and did work, but then yeah. for some reason or another it's fallen by the wayside. Yeah. So that's the sort of stuff that needs to be re-engaged. Yeah. yeah. You can't just it. throw money at it and hope it works. Yeah. You've got to actually have a bit of a think about I it. I remember in years gone by we used to have like a bit of a carnival vibe going along Dane Drive out the front of the Legsy there um, where they had, you know, the, the panic cages or the, the nutmeg cages um, where you play, you know, one-on-one football against someone else. Um, they had, you know, jumping castles and, um, you know, all the rest of it. And It feels like there's just not a lot now. 
No. Yeah. If anything. It feels very... Like a couple of tents and... Yeah, yeah. You've got the... The membership tent. Membership tent, OSC tent. Um, Radio, that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Had a stretch. Uh, 104, 5, tent. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You've got to, Police. You, you've got to do more. Yeah, look, like... Yeah. That, Costing us money. That, well, yeah. That whole street's shut. Literally. Yeah. you got an open playground in front of the, you know... I know. And <laughs> I get it. It costs money to do this, but... Yeah. If you want to bring people through the games, give them a reason to show up. Yeah. Or more other important, than, maybe come back. Football. Yeah, yeah, well, that too. Because good roll-up, like there were 5,100 or something like that at the somewhere during the second half of the women's game, which I thought was a really good number. Mm. And, right. And it looked unreal. Um, and they were, you know, worth the watch as well. I think there was surely a lot of people there who would have come early um, being, you know, traditionally men's fans mm. who came early to get into that experience and mm. and that's a good number to have started with, I think. Um, so they're the people who you're really trying to get as the low-hanging fruit, if you like, to begin with mm. out of that crowd, get them to come back and then on top of that the race goes as long as they haven't had too many plonks. <laughs> 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 like us. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of the... The atmosphere as well on the night, uh, not necessarily looking at active support, but around the ground in general, New Year's Eve can feel a little bit flat sometimes, I think, because you have, you know, a lot of fair weather fans or, or um, people that don't normally turn up to games. It's their first game in five years or whatever the case may be. Um, didn't feel like that for me on uh, on the night. That was good. Yeah, there was some weird stuff yeah. though, wasn't there? Like what the... Was going on with that Mexican wave? Yeah, the Mexican oh, wave I was weird. Saw that. <laughs> Didn't you see that? No. Yeah, 80th minute onwards, yeah. somewhere late in the second half. In the somebody Bay, Bay fourteen northeast stands here yeah. in the corner started yep. tried to start oh, no. a Mexican wave. Oh, 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 Seventeen, eighteen, right, right, right nineteen. That's yeah, northeast corner. Yeah. 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 yeah, But the funny thing is, you can't really do a Mexican wave at our ground because it's got three sides. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what we were saying. We were watching old mate try and start it, and it'd get halfway along the east instead. I was like, okay, yep. Go the other way, though, you idiot. Yeah, it's, it's hard to execute. <laughs> yeah, if you go the other way, you get more of a going, and yeah. then when it stops on the western, it should restart on the eastern. Yeah, should be the should be the logistics of it, yeah. but definitely don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop, sir. Please stop. Yeah, yeah. There was there was some weird stuff, and but it is funny though that you mentioned that, Pete, because in the line to get in, which was Huge. enormous, by the way. Yeah. I did hear a couple of guys behind me. One of them asked his mate. He said something like, "When can we start a Mexican wave?" So, <laughs> it was him. Uh, he goes, "So do you come to the Mariners games often?" Uh. Like that's the sort of conversations. And then someone else said something in the line. Um, somebody else told me that they heard behind them something along the lines of, oh, "You know, the last time I was here was for the final." Yeah, well. Yeah. So that those are the sorts of conversations that are going on in the line. So, so people will come. Mm. Unfortunately, for us, good football or just any football is enough for us, mm. but not for everybody. Mm. Mm. So that's the challenge that's there now. And hopefully, you know, it was an entertaining night on the whole, uh, just looking at the football in particular. You know, six goals, two red cards, mm. bit of fireworks on and off the pitch, as we said. Tulio. Hopefully that sort of, you know, gets people thinking, yeah, you know what, I'll give it a crack There's next time they're at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just got to keep getting results too. Yep. Mm. True. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. I love you. No homo.
Moving on to other Central Coast Mariners news and business. Of course, we have uh, spoken about the impending departure of Papi Marco Tullio. Of course, one of the best uh, imports that we've had over recent years. Uh, we've seen Brad Tapp upgraded from a scholar to a pro deal, as well as we mentioned Storm Rue extending to the end of 2026 as deserved. well. Yeah, yeah, very well deserved. I best know they're back in the league, mate. Yep. There were a lot of lot of sort of skeptics when um, when when he did come back to the club, um, Me. including some <clears> in this room. Yep. Yep. Uh, but he <clears throat> has delivered every single week. We cannot harp on about him enough. Christian Theoharis also extending to the end of next season. Bit surprised, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he hasn't really featured over the last few weeks mm. um, on the pitch. So, uh, but he was on your list of. Um, he was on. He was on my list of maybes. May, maybe departures. Could be, yeah, could be. I, I thought when yeah when he wasn't when he started to not get game time that I thought that might be a sign that yeah he might be dangled up out there for a, for a swap deal. But um, look, I'm not. I'm not upset by this at all. No, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw the toys out of the cot. No. Um just a bit surprising that that I mean I mean surprised about the timing more so than anything, maybe. I, I thought we would have potentially waited to the end of the season to see what he could maybe bring now with Tulio yeah. leaving. But if we don't do it now that leaves him available to sign for someone else. Of course. Yeah. So there's contract. there's yeah. obviously a bit of businessy stuff within that. Yeah. Um, I guess you know maybe he has had interest from other clubs within the league and we yeah. said, no, he's ours, fuck off. Which again would surprise me, given what we've seen so far this season. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, mean, I thought I, think, I, think I thought towards the back end of last season when he yeah. when he arrived in January and he was obviously getting some minutes under Monty, mm. he was good. Yeah, and he even said at the grand final in one of the post game interviews, I think he said something like along the lines of, "You know, thank God to whoever sent me Monty," or like that's how much yeah. he loved his sort of time here. But I just don't think we've seen that. Again we haven't seen the best of him this season. No, no. Oh, and yeah, I, I I agree. We haven't seen quite what he can deliver and I don't think we've seen his form from last season mm. yet. And he's he's just turned 24. There's a, there's a Look, there's and a long way to go and there is a player in there. Yeah, there's, there's a reason why when he was younger he went to Germany. Yeah. And you don't get signed by, by Borussia punching glad back for no reason, mm. right? Like there's clearly something there but, it, but he's just got to – I don't know, he's just got to unlock a couple of things. He's just got to get get more consistency and, and get a bit more end product about him. And I think, unfortunately, he's probably got to work a bit harder mm. as well from what I've seen so far. So, um, yeah, that was a, a bit surprising. But the, the, there's clearly a bit of a project thing there, I think, that the club can see within him. So project I'm on board with that. And presumably yeah, yeah. Mark Jackson in particular yeah. sees that. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't you know, want to take this direction. Mm. But it's also maybe a bit about the, you know, squad state, for lack of a the depth. better yeah. term. Yeah. Would, yeah. With Nautilio leaving, you yeah. would have to assume he's going to get, get more minutes. More minutes. Yeah. And we don't want to get rid of wingers in this situation. If you want to no. bring bring in another one, mm. then fair enough. Um, well, about, now, about realistically, 60 million euros. After, <laughs> after <laughs> this weekend, what happens? It's going to be DePizio? Mm. Thea Harris, Wilson, Jing Reek as well. Wilson in his unnatural spot, which we've seen probably hasn't worked. Mm. Well, I know Jing, Jing Reek was being worked on as a winger in preseason. Yeah, so Jing, so probably Jing, Theo, and DePizio. Mm. And then you go, well, who's the top of the pecking order out of those three? Mm. It's probably Theo. You know, obviously DePizio we rate massively. I don't think he's at a starting point yet. Still super young. But out of those three, Theo's probably. 
at the very top of the picking order. Yeah, I'd so that's he, probably true. <laughs> you know, they so may now be. Now's not a time to not have you know those players in our squad. It's only one year, so it's. Yeah, I guess you know he is seeing the same things as Monty must have bringing him in. So yeah, I was mixed on that. Not really sure that he hadn't done enough already. Like in that grand final, he had come to a point similar to Maresh where I was, okay, yep, pretty convinced about that actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in, in, in the grand final, there's I, I'm I'm 99% sure it was a grand final, but it was he set up the six goal yep. from yeah, memory. Yeah, he, he worked his ass back, yep. run right down did the that center. stupid slide tackle and won the ball back somehow on halfway. And like that's the hard work I haven't seen from him this season mm. yet. Mm. That's what I want to see more of from him. So when we when we get that, I'll be all oh, aboard the Theo train. I have no doubt it's yeah. coming as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Fun little fact, who, who did he score his A-League debut goal against when he was at victory? Us. I was going to say Adelaide. Us. Was it us? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sucks. And we lost 5-2 on that day. <laughs> In Melbourne. And that was... Shocked. Shocked. They were up 5-0. Theo comes off the bench and scores the fifth. Connor Payne oh. scores for us. Yep. In the 87th and the 97th. Yep. Yeah, I was there. So we were getting absolutely pantsed that mm. day until a later Connor Payne double. And how about the starting 11 from that day for us? Blake Powell. Is this? Golek's broken leg. Yeah. Yep. Blake Powell, Connor Payne, Daniel De Silva, Andrew Hull, Wout Brahma. Wout, jeez. Kind of streets won't forget. Looked, looked, yeah, looked all right yeah. for a while. I, I liked then, him. I liked yeah, him. so did I. Mm. Lucky Rose. Uh, sorry, Lucky Rose. God damn it. <laughs> sorry, Liam. Sorry. I saw L Rose and just went straight to Lucky. Liam uh, Rose. LA Rose, champ. Storm Rue. Yes. Who, yep. according to this, uh, started at left back that day. Okay. Anthony Golick. And I think you're right. That is the leg break. So game, that, that was possibly. also the uh, the Costa's net repairs game in that case. Yep. Where, yep. where someone was lifting Costa. Barbarossa's up to yeah, put got the tape Kennedy. on the I've got, Yeah, it was Kennedy and uh, one of their players, maybe. Uh, was it Leroy George? Um, yeah, would, probably Leroy George. Would, would make sense. Yeah, Leroy George was there yeah, that okay. day. Um, Jacob Poscalero started at centre-back along with Anthony Gullick. Poshko. Your best friend, Jake McGing, started at right-back. At right-back. Jakey. Of course he did. And good old Ben Kennedy in goals. Yep. So it was probably Jakey who got burned by Theo Harris. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I can imagine that how's, goal. How, how's the state of the bench, though? How's the bench? <laughs> Trent Harger. Yep. One Kai Rolls. Oh. What was he doing on the bench? Well, it, the, that, that's what, like such an underrated Mariner's career for me because was here just through the shit, mm. was just thrown to the wolves mm. when he was 19 or 20 mm. and came out the other side and now look at him. Mm-hmm. Jacob Melling. Oh. Still a coastie. Yes. Playing for Wungara. Wungara this season. Um, one Tom Glover. Wow. Tom Glover on the bench. That's right, because he started the first two games of that season. He led him five in the first game and I think three or four in the second game mm. and then got dropped for Ben Kennedy. Was that the old he told the club he would move up from Wollongong and then he didn't? Was that that? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I reckon it was. Yeah. And that was that, that sort of played a part in it. Um, and then Peter Skepetis. Skepetis. Oh, I had such high hopes for him. What a bench that is! That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Isn't it? Is it? Doesn't it make you wonder whether or not the problem is players or the problem is coaches who know how to get things out of players? I mean, that uh, it was it, coach it, Paolo. <laughs> Shout out to Paolo. Shout out yeah. Paolo. Um, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a very NPL esque squad though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's all <laughs> due respect. Some have gone. Some have gone, gone on. that season, didn't they? 
just that was Went a tough. To that was that was a tough one that day. Bessar Barisha hat trick against us. Yeah, of course. Shocker. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Shocker. But yeah, sorry, that was just a bit of a segue throwback. A little throwback. Yeah. 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 That'll uh, tie in nicely to. Uh, to but one yeah, of Project our... Theo. I'm on. I'm not off, but he's got to do a bit more for me. Fair enough. Do we need to bring in another winger though? Yep. Yep. Agree. That's got to happen in January. Yeah. And or striker, a striker slash winger would yep. be desirable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not convinced we need another striker. No, I just feel I like Allo's. I'm, I'm backing Allo to come good, and I'm backing Jing to uh, to keep doing Jing Reek things. Yeah, so am I. But we might need two and a backup. Is all. I'm Nico Duarte. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm up for that. Mm. Yep. Uh, or Niz. Definitely want to try this. <laughs> well, that works well. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Target man. Your target well, that, man. Yeah, that does yeah. work well. Target man. The more we say that, the more it's on the pitch. It looks like the ball is attracted to his head. <laughs> there, was he, one, there was one. He in won the a header on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. He won a classic. couple. Yeah. yeah, there was one in the first half that went to the back stick, and yeah. I think it was him against Beavers. Robbie Thompson. The only good thing he's ever said uh, it could be a bit of a mismatch at the back post there. <laughs> Switching gears very quickly and uh, having a look at other shenanigans across the A-League, and it has been shenanigans very much to close out 2023 and bring in 2024. Does anyone really know who is top of the table at this point in time? Hang on, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go into Section B, Subclause 4.1? 11-step program. Yeah. It's just honestly... Today so it says Wellington. Today, well, okay. I mean, because I checked three days ago and it said victory, so... Mm. Mm, mm. Must be a mix-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an absolute catastrophe uh, apparently happening there. So um, back in October, uh, someone at the A-League made the decision to uh, just change the uh, the way that teams are ranked in terms of the tiebreakers there. So, you know, across the world we see goal difference being used when teams are equal on points to uh, separate them on the ladder. Apparently we don't want to do that in Australia anymore. We want to use how many games they've won as opposed to goal difference. Just stop meddling. That is fucking ridiculous. Just stop Why? meddling in things. Yes. Just stop what mucking around point? with it and changing shit that does not need to be changed. Now, this is apparently a thing in Brazil and the and MLS in the in the MLS, mm. and their excuse is the whole it's going to encourage more attacking football. Well, no goal difference would goal it's, difference would do because you can that. go one nil up and park the bus for forty five minutes, right? If if you're five nil up in a game and cruising, but what if the team that you're beating five nil needs a certain amount of goals to be equal or on to, points yeah. to to get in front of like? It doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. And they've clearly stuffed this up, allegedly told the clubs. We know f- – I mean, a few things have come out today about so a few questions were asked in Wellington to coach, staff. Nobody knew. Marco Rodan and Milo Stojovsky uh, on Monday said they had absolutely no idea about it, mm-hmm. uh, have spoken to people inside the APL who were also – blissfully unaware uh, yep. of this fact, um, which explains why the A-League's own app showed M- Melbourne still top of the table uh, until yesterday. People who would absolutely need to be told. Need to be told. Yeah, exactly. The people not who told. are hosting the table on yeah. the internet for everyone to see, which is, it <laughs> boggles the fucking mind. And then instead of just being honest about it and saying, hey, we made this uh, change, oh. our communication about it was poor. We recognise that. We have now rectified it. The, mm. Now the table is updated. Here are reasons one through five of why 
we have actually done this. No. Still don't no, think it's no, right. No, no, Still don't think it's right. But just be honest, they've – what they say, it was a technical error. It was a technical error, error that caused the table to display wrong on the A-League's website. Well, Not telling right. people is not a technical error. No, I mean, technically oh, it is an error. Um, it's, it's an error of incompetence from you. It's absolutely <laughs> – it's, it's ignorance at best. It's farcical at worst. It's beggar's belief. Peak A-Leaguer. But just beyond peak. We've, 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 we've gone beyond peak. I don't I think. really like, care that they've made the change that much. It sucks. It's a shit change, but whatever, I can live with it. The fact that they just make these changes and don't bother telling anyone mm. and then try and say, oh, no, we, we told we you. We consulted. We asked. But no, you fucking didn't. Gaslighting again. No, you didn't. It's the same as the, the grand final decision last season. Oh, we told all the clubs, you know, we had a lengthy consultation period. They said that about this change too, actually, didn't they? Mm. Um, There's a difference between having a consultation period and just actually telling people that you've made a decision well, they, without any consultation. Boggles the mind. Just APL ridiculous. just doing APL things. Yep. Incredible stuff though, really. Like, I mean... <laughs> I blame, loving it. I blame Townsend. Just blame Townsend. Schnut well, and fruit, well, APL style. Well, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, you know that premise that that was all built on sounds legit to me. I can just imagine myself. Um, Mark Jackson, um, good to have you here. Can I just ask you how you've changed your tactics in order to um, incorporate <laughs> rule number two point nineteen point six, where? It's now uh, how many wins as opposed to goal difference. How mm. exactly have you implemented that? And they went from, what, six criteria to 11. Five to 11, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Five's enough. Five is more. I would love to see what study they did because they obviously didn't, but I would love to no, see what. No, it was what, a lengthy study. That, what, how many times in history in major leagues across the world. Has there been five? Has you, have you had to go on down five to get a tiebreaker? Well, I think the fifth point Off was toss, toss of a coin. So, How many corners? Didn't we talk about this recently? <laughs> it should be how many corners you get in a game should be the first tiebreaker. And then yellow cards. Like at the yep. old school under eights bloody gala day, gala day when you were even on gala points day. at the end, oh. how many corners you had across the day? That's fair. Who, who, who actually kept <laughs> the corner count back? The corner count. I would love to talk to those people. Oh. But, but, I reckon I was screwed out of a few gala days, but anyway. But they, these highly paid people, why exactly were they sitting around the room in front of their laptops and one of them says to another one, hey. <laughs> you, you, you know what would be really exciting? <laughs> it's, changed, it's changed the rules. Nobody will like, Do you just wake you know up what? one day and go, yeah, it might fuck around and change everything about <laughs> well, how the table's calculated, why not? right? Why, why not? It's, they've been doing it wrong for 150 years. Is. Yeah. What, what is wrong with people? I know more. Exactly. I have a university degree. Yes. Yeah. I reckon uh, somebody with the initials DT may have logged into the account on his last day and just gone, you know what? I'm just going to change this section. <laughs> Click, <laughs> lol. <laughs> and the funny thing is, speaking of logging in and, you know, sort of looking at things, if that completely random Wellington fan on Twitter didn't somehow, I don't know what they were doing looking at it, but if they didn't discover this and then get it out there, does, when do we find out? When do it? we find out? Yeah. Is do it, we get to the last day of the season and go, oh, hang on. They probably give the premiers play to the wrong team. So, yeah. so, someone's top on goal difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they go to the presentation and go, oh, actually. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Victory's actually got two more wins than Wellington. Uh, they are the premiers. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, Just imagine. my God. <laughs> this sort of ties into, um, and I wouldn't have picked this, um, you know, five, six, seven rounds ago. We are the highest scoring team in the league with 21 goals after 10 rounds. We have the highest XG in the league. Luke, I know you'll love that one. Love it, XG. Yep. What, what about, about the uh, Paramount Player Index? 
Uh, or the Xbox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amount of possession. The P plus. <laughs> but who, who, who would have thought, who, who had that on the bingo card that we'd be uh, top scorers after 10 rounds? Yeah, not me. Not Mark Jackson, according to his press conferences a few weeks ago. <laughs> so top scorers along with City and Victory. And Buck, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting, hey? Yeah. And also the form team of the league as well, unbeaten now in seven. Back to back, maybe. <laughs> It's happening. It's happening. It's coming good. It's coming good. Rough start. Rough start. Look, and like we said, I think from the beginning, I think I think I reckon if we give and go back before the season started, I think I said something along the lines of I think we'll get there in the end. It's going to be a rough start, but we'll come okay. And that's yep. We're starting to come okay. We're not great. We're not perfect. We're not back to where we were last season at all. Mm. But we may not be because it's a very different way of sort of playing this season. Yep. But. Which I'm enjoying. Yeah. No, we're it's winning, all we're it's all, the all coming up Millhouse. We're winning the Premiership, and we're going to win it on more wins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. I'm into it. It's happening. I'm into it. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. You boys come up with a good question. Well, it is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions and there's just a couple of them to get through across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and the ccmfans.net forum. Thank you, as always, for all your submissions across the socials. Starting this week on Facebook with Mason Lunny. Welcome to the new year, gentlemen. Any plans to adventure out to other states for away trips this season? Adelaide's looking good. Uh, Call it a date, fellas. I wish. Adelaide's always good. I wish, but no, from me. Mm, you got a bit on. A little bit. A little bit happening. I remain hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I did um, actually put a bit of a tick on Pete's idea that he was uh, considering his flight bookings, etc., for India. Mm. So, so that is there. Mm. Yeah, and just got to get uh, through this uh, this stage and then uh, audition away, baby. If yeah. I got an FC away. Yeah. My yeah. favourite team. Keen. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Mm. Um, Adelaide, no, Adelaide is... Looking good on 50-50 on that one at the moment. Victory on the 25th of February, I want to say it is, um, is uh, pretty much a lock as well. There should be quite a few of us getting down there for that one there. Is the Adelaide uh, Saturday night? Saturday night's the night in Hindley Street, isn't it? Oh, mate, good circuit on Hindley Street. Mm. Uh, Dave Bloom on Facebook says, can we create an Olympic game style event for the host of the pod and insert Dan and Sean into it? Not too sure what you're getting at here, but if it's beer Olympics, I'm in. <laughs> I reckon we should do the hammer throw. Talking like a decathlon and, or and it'll be our job to throw Sean and Dan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's an Olympic event. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> beer Olympics, sign me up. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Keenan Jensen uh, says, last year Monty signed McGarry and Dylan Wenzel-Halls from rival A-League clubs. What players would you like to see us go for this season? Bahaja has been in decent form for Newcastle. Don't say that, Keenan. <laughs> Uh, he's banged in a couple of goals, but it's just too inconsistent. Uh, Way too inconsistent for me. And with what we've got, I think he's better. So, in that position, yeah, it's a funny one. Well, the, there's many other yeah, I don't players. know. There's like, not, not not looking around the A League and seeing them. Put it that way, not a mm. lot. Not a lot. Not sort of like a diamond in the rough mm. kind of thing. One that I would necessarily be looking at, or two, think that we necessarily need. Mm. Like I think, I think we're we're okay across the park um, in most positions. Uh, I definitely think we need another winger. But is there another winger in the? I would like to see that filled by a visa spot. To be honest, yeah. Um, you know, there'll be there'll be another position that we will need. Mm-hmm. 
in January as well, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so we need a bit of cover there. But, yeah, I probably shouldn't say who I'm thinking of because it's <laughs> going to give it away, <laughs> the position. But we will need cover there, yes. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's no one really that I'd pick up. I mean, gun to my head, maybe Clayton at Newcastle. Is it Clayton, Good shout. Clayton Taylor or Good Lewis? Shout. No, Lewis is at MacArthur, isn't he? Clayton yeah. Taylor, yeah. yeah. But he's only just got there, hasn't he? So he's not going to leave. Yeah, he's not. So, no. yeah. And he's on good form. They're not going to let him go. So, mm. um, yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. V- I mean, we've got two visa spots open. But again, visa players take time to settle, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a Which tough is one. why we need to get on with it and get one. <laughs> yeah. Lockie Lacey, Moz, straight over to you. Uh, Lockie says that he's hearing the loose cannon will stop printing. Why? What will it take to keep it going? Um, you head to an AFL game and there's always some sort of record available or at least to buy. I know the loose cannon is just embarrassing and it's only a little thing come game day and maybe can be used as a marketing tool a lot better because I don't see anything else but turn up to the game and what you get is a game and that's it. Game day can be a tool for the broader community. The A-Leagues have a lot to be asked of and answered about marketing but if the Mariners are doing it themselves, why would we kill off the loose cannon? Fair. Fair question. Yeah, I'm sure it does cost more money than we wish it did, but I think that that's the issue to be, you know, discussed and determined better than I think we probably have so far. Um, There has been, you know, a little bit of talk about how this is a direction that the club thought they wanted to take to reduce the number, but it it does seem that the discussion was that, that that could be the last loose cannon, although I was led to believe that we were doing them for each of the double headers this year and I think we still have at least one double header remaining. Mm. So I would have still expected um, that that would be the case, but I haven't had that confirmed yet. But, yeah, I do think we are not really seeing the point here and the more that this discussion has happened about loose cannon and it maybe is or isn't, the less I think that some of the options that we've thought about so far are good ones. I've noticed that actually it's kids who want to get their hands on it. There's also the collectors and all of that stuff, but um, there's it's kids who want to get their hands on the team photos. Little girls and little boys who come in there, grab the thing out of my hand if I'll give them one and then immediately rip open the centre where there's a poster of either their favourite player or their in this case it was both teams, um, team photos in this one. Um, they are not chucking them on the ground because I don't find them on the way out uh, still. Um, and so that tells me that... Yeah, I think that's a good point. I don't think I've ever seen a loose cannon on the ground walking out of the stadium. So so, so people are clearly taking them with them. <laughs> yeah, so I just think that there's some value there that we are underestimating and we are not necessarily... Um, like we are complaining that our marketing budget can't afford it, but we're not necessarily considering some of the costs that... Um, like, for example, what are we saying to our corporates when we sell them a corporate deal about whether they can get something into the loose cannon? Because there's a lot of them advertise in there or have yeah. something in there. Um, so some money can come out of there. Maybe there is an option for some people to be able to receive it electronically and we've got limited edition loose cannons or similar. Um there's another way other than disbanding it because, um, you know, Mike has had some interesting ideas over the years. Some of them have been less... Um, <laughs> please, please tell. Please. But the loose I'm cannon dying. is not one of them If it is where I'm going with that. That that, mm. uh, that has been a good idea. Yeah. Um, people who don't know the loose cannon don't know why I'm not ch- asking them for money. 
Um, so there must be a solution there that the fans want. I'd love the solution to be that it turns into a fan-driven fanzine as such, but that takes a bit more organisation than I it think does, our fan yeah. base has at the moment. Yeah, it could be um, something we look to. I feel like the club could be a catalyst for that, but we're more interested in pinching the pennies than we are looking for solutions where we could do a kind of a peace approach, you know, with the OSC, with the Yellow Army to come up with a way of making sure that that thing was still given out because mm. I think I think it's valuable. Mm. But there you go, yes, that that is a possibility. So um, wasn't sure I was going to segue into this, but um, if you don't like it, then there's a fan representative group that you guys should uh, fill out the form for and give your feedback because at least then the APL knows about it. Am I a little bit cynical about what that means? Yes. Um, the club knows about it. Am I a little bit cynical about what that means? Yes. Um, but what I do know is that there's 12 key fans who um, have found their way under that committee and I know that they will have a valuable discussion about that and at least attempt to hold the club and or the APL to account for things that they do. So so do put that feedback in because I think that could be important. But, um, yeah, keep saying no to no loose cannon because i'm continuing to say no to no loose cannon 100 and i i think you're right there's a lot more value that could be unlocked with the loose cannon as well um so yeah let's try and keep it alive uh whatever that takes cameron oxley says great performances recently by the team however we do need a replacement for marco tulio what about a discount tulio marco tilio uh, heard he's been looking for a loan move back to the A-League because he's not getting game time. Wouldn't say no to this or dare say bring Mitchell Duke home. Uh, well, probably a no to Dukey for me. Um, lo- love him dearly. Great bloke. Um, but, um, yeah, he's not he's not the style of player that we need. But um, Marco Tilio, interesting. I mean, we won't get him, but I'm not against it. I don't hate <laughs> no, Not the dumbest idea I've heard. It's, no. No. it's uh, yeah, I... 100% honest opinion. I think he's overrated <laughs> a yeah, bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think ob- do it, obviously has, do hasn't hasn't had a good run with injuries. Has, has he even played a game for Celtic yet? One. Came off the bench. Uh, yeah, like very, very limited. Um, has had no luck since he's made that move to Celtic. As a loan move, as a loan move back here, Yeah, I t- can't see why. It would hurt to ask the question. <laughs> would it stifle the progress of someone like a Miguel de Pizio, though? Potentially. Mm. Yeah. I guess you've got to weigh up what <laughs> that looks Your like. Your longer term sort yeah. of thing, yeah. Like, is is a, is a Marco Tilio loan not only good for him but works as a bit of a six-month stopgap for us for the rest of the season and gives, you know, de Pizio the opportunity to keep on developing off the bench? Um, uh, but then, you know, we've just signed, you know, obviously Thea Harris, but you've got to put a bit of a rocket up his backside, I think, to get him, you know, competing for the spot. Does bringing in a Tilio do that? Maybe. It's not the worst shout. Is it worse for those guys uh, than Tulio being here and being ever-present and they've got no chance of getting that spot? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, Probably not. Yeah. I think I think he 100% goes back to Melbourne City, but... Yeah, I don't. If if this loan if this if this loan deal happens, is Lecky injured again, or is it just me? He yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. We yeah. could be the kind of club that suits his situation, though. It could yeah. be, we, yeah. and and he could even be attracted to that kind of thing, considering that we have managed to do that recently, reasonably successfully. So, mm. did he get picked in the Socceroo squad? 
No, uh, yes, sorry. Okay, because yeah, those... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a little bit random for me too. Um, because Absolutely. It's stupid is what it is, yeah. in my opinion. If he hasn't anyway. been playing. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Arnie also didn't pick Faz, so... <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. Um, Thanks. Thanks, Arnie. <laughs> because, yeah, that would be a motivating reason to tr- try and, you know, restart things, to find a way to a club where you could get absolute guaranteed game time, mm. which I think at our club he would. Yeah, it might, might refire things. But if he managed to sneak into that squad anyway without playing, then... <laughs> Maybe the hang on. Let me just. No, I've got no voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> Arnie deleted your number, mate. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> I haven't sure. deleted your number, Arnie. <laughs> Hopefully that answers right. your. That you? <laughs> no. Hopefully that answers your question on Instagram as well, Alexander V ninety one, regarding Tilio potential loan deal. Interesting. Yeah, I don't hate the idea. Glenn Dwyer on Facebook says, Hi, fellas. Happy New Year to you all. Happy uh, happy Glenn Year. Happy New Year to you as well, Glenn. Glenn has a question in relation to the Tulio transfer or any player or any other player sale for that matter. Given that the well-publicized business model for the club is to develop players and then on-sell them, do you think as fans we deserve to know just how much money we are making from each player in a transfer? I'm not talking about access to the club's accounts, just some sort of statement along the lines of we sold a player for X amount of dollars or should it be seen as the club's own financial business? Good question. Great the, question. Yeah, mm. it is. And there's, I mean, there's always a few separate parties to a transfer, right? It's the buying club, the selling club, the player, the player's agent, and sometimes the clubs engage agents to uh, act as an intermediary on the deals as well. So all of these parties have to agree for that number to be publicised. Um, otherwise, it's undisclosed. So if one party says no, then <coughs> tough luck. I would love it. I would I would love it. Yeah. Um, I would love for us as fans to be able to have access to the uh, FIFA clearinghouse so that we can see um, what the value of each transfer was. Is that where they put like all the discount players? <laughs> <laughs> 20% off because so that's what it sounds like. Every every transfer has to go through the FIFA transfer you system. Buy today. Is the, <laughs> yeah. You buy today. Week-long special. Yeah, the chalky, the chalky bars that you see at the, uh, in the in the bin at the... Uh, the Going out of date. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's basically where every transfer gets, gets logged. Um, right, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, to me, undisclosed fee just says we didn't get the fee that we wanted. That we wanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not high enough to put out there and we're going to get torn apart. That's the, what it says. The flip side is um, some sometimes when a player goes for an undisclosed fee, it's because the buying club doesn't want to publicise that fee because they've paid maybe overs. Maybe overs, yeah. Right? I don't necessarily think that's the case in this situation. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah just an example of how many sort of factors there are, can be at play. Yeah, and that's the hard part with so many different parties involved to get them all to agree Mm. is, yeah, not easy. But you have to wonder if there isn't a way. And and when I say that, I I mean, um, you know, we've sold said player and we've received a transfer in the range of up to a quarter of a million. We've received a transfer fee in the range up to half a million. Mm. We've received a fee in the range of quarter to three quarters of a million. Yeah, I don't don't think anyone wants or necessarily we don't need a full-on breakdown of what everyone's going to get. I don't want access. Nobody wants that. You can also control the audience. So uh, some kind of a guide would be nice. Club members. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
yeah, I reckon there's something in this because uh, – and, and I think the club should want there to be something in it because if we want to be proud of our club, you know, being able to achieve in the space of develop talent and then get a good price for it and turn our wheel, mm. then as much transparency as we can muster around that seems to be the smart way. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the mm, – that's probably not, but I don't know the answer to this, but – do say in Germany, for example, where mm. they have mostly fifty the fifty plus one rule, mm. do they would they know all of those details no matter what? I guess because I mean, they're fan owned. Like, would they have the ability to be? To well, say, I mean, if hey, they're, they're, we, I mean <laughs> being that they're fan owned, they they'd have access to the books, right? So and they get to make the to call whether so. you publicise it or not. I mean, we've watched, we've seen. Um, welcome to Wrexham. <laughs> well, well, the dude who was the runner of the supporters trust. trust. Mm. Absolutely, was party to those decisions and, mm. the, and those um, details. Yeah, um, and I think you know, in a position of trust, that that's the questions, isn't it? Mm. Uh, how to not breach whatever confidentiality exists, and how to do it in a contained way, um, so that the audience is is carefully considered before we're pumping it out into the general stratosphere. If you know what I mean. I also think it's just potentially harder in a franchise model. Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. Probably to say. Every time there is a transfer, you need to make it public. In a franchise model, I think you're a lot less likely to get that. I'd, I'd love to know because I still don't know how much we got for Beerers. I don't know how much we got for Cummings, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, and it is frustrating um, to, to not see that and to not be able to celebrate that. Well, And, and if it's not to be celebrated, then shouldn't um, somebody who sends us emails asking us to help him prop up the business be wanting to tell us why he hasn't made any money out of Cummings? Um, and why hasn't I mean? There's a limit, of course, as discussed. But but if we didn't get a good deal, then doesn't he want to make sure we know that that wasn't great? And these are the reasons why we need to keep pushing hard to mm. have a club. And yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 announcement um, of Tulio's transfer made a big deal as well about the financial might of the J League and how we aren't able to compete with that. Um, and you know, knowing some of the details about. Uh, Tulio's new contract over there as well. Fair enough. Like we can't compete with some of the salaries and, and bonuses that are on offer. Um, but if they're offering these sorts of salaries and inducements for players to go over there, surely they can afford to, you know, dig into the pocket a bit deeper. Um, maybe. I don't know. But like I said, I don't know what the feet was. So. Yep. Mm. Ace question. Be good if be good if the powers could be. I don't I don't see it as something that the A League is going to say. All right, from now on, everyone's going to announce no. announce something about their you know transfer values or whatever. It'd be more the club wanting to be me more transparent with the fans. Mm. Um, and again, in a franchise model, mm. <laughs> I don't think you'll get that. Doesn't appear to be the case at the no. moment. David Foxall, any news on a replacement for Puppy and how good that Nizzy can't hit a barn door as we might keep him until the end of the season before he kills it in any league that he chooses to go to. Harsh on Niz, but uh, yeah, until he until he scores. Uh, and I've told him I'm backing him for any time goal scorer every week as well. So I want him to hit that barn door so bad. <laughs> I think he's doing it to spite me. The, the, <laughs> week, the week I don't have him as any time goal scorer, he's going oh, he'll, he'll oh, yeah. to bang yeah. in three. Well, he's... he's 30 or 40 metre run <laughs> on the weekend, which yeah, resulted in the shots that went high and wide. Um, yeah, I just wanted that to go in so bad. Yeah. I mean, he rattled the crossbar against the Jets earlier in the season. Yep. Had that chance um, against City away. Couple, he had two yep. chances against City away, but, you know, 92nd minute he's running himself into the ground. Um, and again, late in the game against Perth, you know, he's 
He's getting himself into positions as well. You yeah. know, a couple of chances in the box against City as More well. More so now. Like, so, just, he's literally doing everything but. It's coming. It yeah. is absolutely coming. Everything but. But he's still, you know, he's getting those assists and secondary assists as well. So, mm-hmm. mm. gut feel on Niz is we will keep him to the end of the season. Um, but gut feel is he'll probably get some decent offers. Surely. Has to. I mean, if, if he doesn't get any offers after this season, if mm. he continues the form that he has been, which my assumption is that he will, mm. I mean, something's wrong. Well, actually, I did see on Twitter during the week, Hibs fans have finally discovered Josh Nisbet. Oh, well, they have. Mm. Yes, this mm. is a thing now. Quite a bit of talk coming out uh, from the Hibs faithful there, um, starting rumours that he's on his way to Hibs. Every Hibs <laughs> post, they're saying, get Josh Nisbet, get Josh Nisbet. Yeah. And they're, they're, they, There's one from Aberdeen as well. <laughs> yeah, and then some some Hibs fan also did this really in-depth statistical analysis. That was the Aberdeen fan. It was, yeah. yeah. And it was like of four different players and Niz had the best stats best just man. about of all of them. Yeah. And these guys are playing in like championship league one in the championship uh-huh. and stuff. And they were all, you know, let's go and get this bloody random Nisbet fella. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hibs fans, you don't want him as shit. He doesn't he's, score. He's yeah. <laughs> no, he's no good. Well, not not at this stage anyway. No good. <laughs> <laughs> Needs a few more years to develop. Yeah, yeah. $93 million release clause. <laughs> Uh, Edwin Haverkamp says, how do we get our newest South American injection without Serge's scouting skills? Good question, to be fair. We still use Serge's scouting skills, I say. Oh, we got um, Andreas, the um, Marco Bielsa's old translator, um, one of um, Jacko's assistants. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's Colombian. Um, Colombian with a very strong, like, East London accent. <laughs> yeah, it is It is quite funny. When is you it? No, no, sorry, it's Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. North, northern, northern yeah. accent. Yeah. I, I think that that's... A, that's it's a good question because the question is what sort of connections does Mark Jackson have? Mm. Leeds. Um, yeah, Leeds. Does he have any connections <laughs> outside, outside of the championship and League One and League Two? And I'm sure he does. But a, a big part of Sergio and his time here with Monty was his connections and scouting network that he had. Mm. It, it was incredible. Yeah. It, it, the role before... The Mariners or the one before that, he had his own scouting business. Yeah. So it's like this, that was his bread and butter. Mm. So that that's a big question mark for me is is how do we replace some of these visa players that Monty and Serge have uh, brought in once we let them go or sell them? Did we maybe have some sort of leftover on the shortlist from when Serge and Monty left? Maybe that's sitting still on Simo's desk as sporting director now. What was it called? The FIFA Clearinghouse? Well, they're sitting in there. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting Something for when the transfers are done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. William Brown uh, has a couple of questions again around uh, Papi, how many players we might be bringing in. Uh, but I like to see he's quoted Pep Guardiola. We cannot replace him. That's fair. Mm. I'm with Pep on that one. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep, that is fair. Matthew Austin, are the Mariners looking for a new number 10? We've got Niz. Niz, yeah. Niz is the 10. Yeah. Well, we know that Niz will surely put in an application for the 10 shirt now. <laughs> Again. Surely. <laughs> Again. Surely. Just putting that there. Yeah. 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 Somebody, he has to get it. Yeah. We'll get. Can you change shirt numbers halfway through the season? Surely. I don't reckon you can. Yeah, I think you can. I don't know. With, yeah, January registration window, I'm pretty sure you can. Okay. Mm. Somebody get the rego paper out. I've played football manager and I think you can do it there. <laughs> so. I hope our men on the ground, Sash and... Uh, Noah. Uh, yeah, Sasha Noah, <laughs> got to help him out there. Somebody get in the 10. Well, Cy si, si Goddard's not applying for it this year. Cy's so. si not going to get it. No. Marash, 
isn't going to get it. No, no. no well, Maresh didn't even apply for it, I don't think. I think it was just Sai <laughs> that applied for it and then he got the number seven anyway. So, yeah, very good. Um, and a wing option on either the left or the right. Yeah, we have had a bit of a chat about that. Ben Jones, are there any young strikers that are ready to take the step up? Nico Duarte, I think, is getting closer. Bailey Brantman has been doing bits for the young Socceroos as well, scored against uh, France and I want to say Denmark. Mm, his development will be interesting because first first few times I saw him, I wasn't sure, mm. but came Grew decently good quickly. towards the end of the academy season. As these young players tend to do as well, they just yeah. like something clicks. Because he joined halfway through, didn't he? Uh, no, he's Rel- playing 20s from the start. I was um, and then yeah. uh, and then stepped up when um, most of first grade went to uh, senior training. Yeah, um, I did speak to him actually briefly on on New Year's, and he is itching to get some minutes in the first team. Yeah, he's well, training with the first team. Be knocking he, down the door. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's aware. You know, he's gonna he's gonna probably start the season with the academy, um, and he's looking forward to that kicking off. But uh, he very much expects to yeah get get a few minutes towards the back end of the season. Well, that's what we want to do. We want to while we're looking for you know, Patricio Perez, then hmm. <laughs> we want to bring in those young guys and give them a shot for sure. Yes or no question here from Luke Stylo. Luke says, is Marco Tullio the most talented player to pull on the Mariners jersey? What does talent mean there? Talented, I can't do it in yes talented. or no. It's yeah, impossible. No. It's, it's, you know, you, we got, we've got players like your Swans Vikes and, you know, your Pondelyaks Pondelyak, and, yeah. and these sorts of guys that, have been obviously incredible in their own right, but in a different way. But if you, we're just talking about pure football skill, he's got to be. He's got to be up there. He's got to be yep. up there, like top th- three. But yep. but then who? Easily who, top five. Who, who would even be in front of him? Mm. I mean, in terms of what other players have flicked the ball over two people's heads within <laughs> the space of a year <laughs> on a football pitch in a game? <laughs> That's true. But if you think about the like, it's just he is different things that he brings to the game like remember when Millie Yedinak was firing those bullets uh, yeah like that mm. was a sight to behold we haven't seen that from Marco even though we were told we probably would um but then Millie wasn't flipping balls over the head of his opponent and then collecting them on the other side mm. so it's a different kind of talented and if, if we're talking about the talented that I'm thinking of I'm pretty comfortable in saying that he is if you if you consider talent to be equivalent to flair, then I think he's. I think flair is a good word. Yeah, he's technical in the, in the, ability. The yeah. very the very top, but um, uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but most talented, I'd say most entertaining is. Uh, I'm struggling not to say he's the most entertaining Mariners player Fair. I've ever seen. Yeah. Because um, I don't know who is the player I've seen who's been more entertaining. <laughs> How many more times I've gone? Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that's yeah. He's definitely the player that I've said. Oh, stop it! Yeah. Most times, every yeah. game yeah. at the moment, yeah. at pretty... least two or three times. Yeah. A game. yeah. So, but talented. We've had some talented players, haven't we? Uh, and Alan Clout on Facebook says, "Is Matt Simon being absolutely stone faced as Shushnar walked past after his red card? The biggest surprise of the night." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more of a Pena. Yeah, but the yeah, more the of a Pena. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think McBreen said it best on commentary is that he's got to be a little bit uh, careful now that he is a sporting director technically. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, 
Can't just go fighting people in the uh, tunnels anymore. Just go a few metres further Unfortunately. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the car park, yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's the no tunnel. cameras around, why not? Get up yeah. the tunnel. <laughs> and the Paramount, the, uh, I don't think the Paramount cameras have got the focus to go into the tunnel. Cameron Smith on Twitter is back with a start one, bench one, oh. sell one. Uh, they carry this edition. Here we go. Uh, Fabio Ferreira, Connor Payne, Anthony Caceres. They carried us edition. That's Ooh. good. I like that. Easy for me. Uh, go. Uh, start Connor Payne, bench Fabio, sell Anthony Caceres. Okay. Yes, start Connor Payne. I can't get over the fact that he was just here through all the shit and the way he held himself and still played some good football. The um, desire that he actually showed, get, the yeah. fact that he actually cared. He actually gave a shit when we were at our lowest. Um, oh, bench Fabio and Selkaceres. Yep. That was the same as you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, it's a bit fixed, that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> Thanks, Cam, for the easy one this week. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was a softball. Well, that was good. Because he, has he ever quite actually met that potential? No, but I think – but he did when – he made the move to Manchester City. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Of, course <laughs> oh, come on. of course he did. He signed for the biggest club in the world. Yeah. I think we Ooh. announced a fee for that one from memory as well. It was about yeah, Pep's a big fan. Or Five million. Yeah, Pep's a big fan. <laughs> if we got 300,000 for Caceres, surely we're getting at least three mil for Tulio. Wow. <laughs> like, surely. It's a bit of a disappointment when it's we, 60 I mean, with inflation euros, as well, you know. At least, oh, yeah. 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 12 mil. Um, 50 million euros. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Lumby, rumours about Jason Cummings coming back. Likelihood that this will happen, about 2.6%. Mm, he's getting smashed a bit, though. Yeah. In India. No, the Indian tw fans on Twitter got into him a little bit. Indian FIPA Twitter is not happy. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of a lot of <laughs> looking at his girlfriend's Instagram, <laughs> a lot of holidaying, mm. uh, a lot of food eating, um, potentially a few too many beverages. Um, but yeah, it seems to be, he's, you know, bagged in a few goals, but probably hasn't lit the place on fire. And there's been a few question marks, I think, thrown up about his fitness, um, which wasn't an issue here. was probably when he got here, but seemed to be sold pretty quickly. And when he came back for the first preseason as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's playing out as I think a lot of people probably expected. Mm. It's, it's making Dimitri Petratos look good. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But he's. Um, Does it feel more likely to be a Monty Hibbs possibility? See, I've been, I've been be. saying this. I've been saying this yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Um, I reckon he'd he'd go. He'd follow Monty to Hibbs. But yeah. can you imagine the blow up if he signs him from India? Oh, to go to Hibbs. You imagine <laughs> Scottish Fipper? Yeah, Scottish Fipper Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if, if they released him, though, and they, and, and Monty managed to get him on a free again. Um, and he would go play under Monty in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah, that's you know, like, if he goes to India for a year, even six months, whatever, mm. makes a mil, good on him. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's, that's he's it. still like got they, plenty they, of time left. If they pay out the, the rest of the first year of his contract and he gets, you know, his 1.5 mil yeah. or whatever the case is, um, and then, you know, comes back here or, you know, goes to Sydney or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair fair play to him, but I, I I've been saying for weeks I reckon he'll go to Hibs. Um, there are some people out there that reckon that Scottish football is is probably passed him by. Um, maybe, maybe, and not in the form he was in here. No, nah, but season. I mean yeah. he was in the form of his life here, but now again yeah. that's dropped off massively. Yeah. Like, so 
Um, Cummings in and Kowal off the bench. Oof. Yeah, that'd Just be, the, that'd be that nice. That possibility is... King Cummings plays as, as a lone striker, though. Mm. Sometimes. Drops deep. Drops deep, gets the ball. Overlapping wingers. But, no. yeah, I, I don't think he comes back here. No. 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 Joyful Super asks, when does our NPL squad get announced? I'd like to know this too, actually. Um, it should be sometime in the next week. What are we, 3rd of January? Uh, yeah, it should be in the next week or two. And Rocky Captain Swish on Twitter asks, who's your pick to replace Tulio until we sign a replacement for him, hopefully in January? Uh, is it Depizio, Theo Harris, or Wilson? Uh, Rocky says that he'd give Mig- uh, Migsy a run. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we've seen him start a game or two. Still, still the defensive side of it at the moment is the question mark for me. But, you know, once again, super young and he'll obviously grow into that. But, um, yeah, does it leave us exposed? Not sure. Same question then probably comes up for Thea Harris is that my question mark to him, like I said before, is that I think he just needs to work a bit harder. So if he starts, is he going to run up and down the sideline for 60 or 70 minutes? Happy to be proven wrong, but I can't see it at the moment. But I'd actually give Theo a start. We've just re-signed you to a new contract. Yeah. Go and show us why we did that. I'd say it's a yes, 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 that all three of those will be how we try to replace him. But that probably won't cut the mustard and I hope we'll find some other replacements along the way. Hot take, Theo, to go box office and uh, just smash out the rest of the season. <laughs> Good. Yep. That is a prediction I love. I'm aboard. Warren Menier on Instagram says, considering Caltech's great performances since arriving, do you see him leaving soon? I see him going overseas with Auckland coming in next season. Yeah, the Auckland one's the big question mark. <laughs> I legitimately think, because I don't know if he's got a New Zealand passport. I think he might have lived there long enough. You'd think he would have, surely. Which would mean that he's not a visa player for them. But it's a pretty big coup for them to be championship winner mm. he's now played two seasons in, in the league mm. homecoming we'll, homecoming we'll go back to back this season obviously so he'll be a double championship winner yeah yep. and premiership winner um and afc cup winner so he'll have a few titles <laughs> you know to his name when <laughs> I, he gets to auckland i suspect they're going to throw money at him that you would throw given his form mm. you'd and, and, and if the I'm fact auckland, that it just, it, it just fits yeah right? if yeah. if i'm auckland that is the perfect player right now based off what we've seen to build your whole back line around you're throwing 300 400 at him corica is a big fan as well yeah so and he knows he would know a lot about him obviously mm. so that's the one concern for me around him is that he will go there next season hope he stays definitely love him to stay and i know he loves it here but you know could you begrudge him turning down a big payday for you know he's turning 30 pretty soon if he's not he's, already he's already 30 he's already 30 he started late so he's got to make up for it hasn't he yeah so yep. is he contracted next season or only to the end of this season? I think it's this season. Okay. I could be wrong. Yep. 24-25. No, yeah, so we've got we've got him on contract for another year. Yeah. Opportunity for a – we do intra-A-League transfer fees now? No. Don't think so. <laughs> no. And don't hold your breath on that coming in at any time soon. No, you know, we're obviously busy changing the points rules. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that was good. Jesus. That was good. Very good delivery. 
Moving along to the ccmfans.net forum, Shipwreck has, well, a couple of questions to Savo. Uh, firstly, who is our first choice midfield partner to Maxi? Is it an uninjured Harry Steele or Brad Tapp? Ooh. Oh, gun to my head, Steele. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going with Steely for now. Mm. My sense of the foot, that's no good. Um, but not that different except different-sided, I would say. Mm. Um mm. But yeah, Steely's still ahead for now. Yep. Tappy for one game, but he's um he's that's a good start. Steely's just got that experience edge that I'd go with over Tappy, but I'm playing the fifth. <laughs> On the fence. That, yeah, ba- that uh, battle's gonna it, take some time goes, to sort out. Yeah, it goes either way. I mean, if Tappy keeps going that way, Steely's gonna have a job on his hands to try and get back yeah. inside. Um good does problem he, to have. Does he's he, sort of got the runs on the board a bit though. Does so. Steely maybe slide into left back? We'll see. Uh, do we not have a goalkeeper coach bef- because it's already been negotiated that Danny goes straight into that role at season's end? Um, yeah, so when Danny signed, it was a one-plus-one deal with an eye to going into coaching at the end of it. Um, he is essentially the goalkeeper manager now, I guess you could say. Um, he just screams at himself in the mirror when he makes a mistake. <laughs> Done a worldwide search for him. <laughs> <laughs> And and I've seen I've seen a bit of talk, you know, that that's adding massively to his load. I don't think it is. Like uh, he put in a good, he's put in good performances this season. It only add massively to his load if the staff that he's having to coach with dicks. So <laughs> true. I don't think he's a dick. So yeah, <laughs> true. How do we feel about the Benny Carter appointment at Brisbane Raw? Realistically, are there any players that we might lose to Ben Carter's Brisbane Raw? Happy for Benny. Stokes for Benny. Mm. Um, long overdue. Long overdue. Comes about in a tough spot for him, unfortunately, but I think... Um, they could have waited until the end of the month so that we had another game against Ross Aloisi or Luca Trani as a... Yeah, as have been. yeah true. That would have been nice to... Get the uh, get the old uh, goal difference up. Not that it matters now, but um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember. And this is. I think you actually, you were actually there. How we when we did a Brisbane, Brisbane away, away. Yeah, and came over and Ben came away. over to the away bay, and we're having a bit of a chat. And uh, this might have been like, did they were they about to sack, or they may have just sacked Johnny Aloisi? I Think so. And he was in and the he running. he was kind of in the running, yeah. but then he took his took the hat out because and I mean this is like six or seven years ago, so he's still relatively young in his you know coaching career then. But um, it wasn't long after he left here, and he took his own hat out of the ring because he didn't want to join halfway through the season. He stuck with another coach's yeah, and he wanted to mould it himself. But I think he's probably had to come to the realisation that it's not going to be perfect. These jobs don't come up that often. They don't come up that often. There's only, only 12 jobs. Yep, 100%. So it's a bit of a tough spot for him with, you know, with where they're at, with where their ownership's at is a bloody shambles. Hmm. That God owners, but allegedly. But, yeah, I'm thrilled for him. Hope he can put his imprint on that squad at some point and they just give him the time to show what he can do. Um, but, yeah, I, he's he played probably the biggest role in developing Nisbet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only concern. Yep. Um, obviously, I, I don't, I don't. obviously, thank him for that, but I don't think Nizia will go there. No. I don't think Brisbane will have the means. to. I think we would actually be in a better financial position than what they are. Mm in terms of being able to, you know, sign players and sign good players on the money that they deserve to earn. 
Um, so I don't think we'll lose anyone to Brisbane. I no. think I think we're all good. He'll reunite with one or two that have gone on from his teams to there, Jez Lofthouse, yep. maybe yep. one other. Um, any money on Stevie White? White is just extended down at Melbourne, I think, Melbourne Knights. Possibly, yeah. So there's something yeah. for a Brisbane Raw to pay out then? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> stoked for him. Yep. Stoked. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Long, long overdue, probably the best young coach in the country. Um, he's done bits everywhere he's gone um, and hopefully he does bits in Brisbane, just not against us. 100% that. I did say that to him in a message. Yeah. Yeah, and he's fully aware that he's coming into it in a in a really tough spot as well. Um, he's probably said that to you, Luke. I know he said that to to Jimmy um, as well. So, great yeah. support though there from the management. Like I know that that he, the who are they? The CEO is that who they are? Yeah, Kaz and and Crypto um, Bros. Yep. Yeah, those boys they love Benny. Like they they tried very hard to do any kind of manipulation that they could do to get Benny the gig here when it was Monty or Benny. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah. <laughs> and what a weird turn of events, though. He's gone from coaching Zach to now answering to Zach. <laughs> yeah, 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 but not surprising in the, in in the space of about eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the amount of support from those guys for him has been incredible. Yeah, Zach Anderson loves him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Lockie Wales go there actually. No, actually, that yeah, that's I hadn't fair. thought of yeah, that actually. But, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's wow. probably... Stevie White, Lockie Wales reunite at Brisbane Raw? <laughs> yeah, there's Imagine. probably yeah. a few Academy Maybe. alumni floating around that he may be looking at. Oh, Glasso's like, off contract. Yeah. Glasso. They could do worse with someone else in the back line right now. Yeah, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Glasso would do real well there. I yeah. hate to say it too because I want him here, but yeah. Mm. Probably knows how to make a clearance too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Shipwreck's uh, 28th and final question is, who is now our first choice penalty taker once Tulio is gone? It'd be Torres, wouldn't it? It's got to be Torres. Seems yeah. to be. Yep. Because they took one and scored. Uh, well, Stuart McAteer says that I was going to say that the skipper should take responsibility. Then I remembered that it's Booker. <laughs> and last time our keeper took a pen, it didn't end well. Um, well, I'll have you know, Stuart McAteer, that Vuka is the only goalkeeper to have scored in the A-League. And it was from the spot. So he's got a 100% record. Can't fault him. Mm. wasn't for us, I reckon. No, it was for Wellington. Wellington. Yeah. Because mm. mm. our attempt was not good. <laughs> we wanted Matty Ryan to get it so bad. Yeah. It just wouldn't go in. I think he took two. He took one in a... Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, one, one in a normal 90-minute game and one in a shootout. Right. One of those games, though, was the one nil lost to Western Wanderers, Sydney yeah. the week in the weeks before the grand final. Mm. Lost the premiership that night. Mm. Yep. Mm. Pouring rain. How many how many pens did we miss in a row? Was it 17? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Back in know. the days when Macca was... Macca scored the most important. Yeah, Macca got the one that matters. That's true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit, Wanderers. LG on the forum says, I understand our position as a selling club, but are we getting the balance right, selling arguably our best player mid-season in an already depleted part of the field is kind of worrying. Do we need to play hardball a bit on the rumoured fees that we've received when people leave, given that our recent departures were all under contract? Yeah, I'd like us to see play a bit more hardball. Mm. I mean, I don't know how much hardball we played. Did we knock back any offers for this one? I know in the past we knocked Maybe. back offers for uh, for Beerus when we were getting low-balled, uh, for Kai as well. Um, yep. So I don't think we're necessarily taking the first offers that come across the table. Yep. I know that we're not. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because 
yes, he's our best player. Um, yes, it is a, an arguably depleted sort of area of the field compared to others. Um, but the flip side of the coin is you refuse the offers. You keep knocking back these reasonable offers that we might be getting. Um, and then you have a player here who has a chance to go overseas, make three, four times as much money, and he gets the shits, yeah. doesn't turn up to training, PFA gets called in, and it's a fucking mess. Yeah. Right? It's it's a very sharp double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. You're, then you're paying someone 360 grand a year to not train, yeah. to not turn up. You know, it's a massive red flag for other overseas players that we might look at bringing in uh, to continue that model. So, yeah, yeah I mean... Are we getting the balance right? Yeah. Just. Yeah. We Just. don't have we don't have enough information, do we? Maybe let's go to the Glenn Dwyer question. Yeah. Maybe maybe we want to have information like we re- maybe we what we need to know is that we have received offers that we've turned down. Not how much they were, but yeah. but we've received six different offers for Marco and we've taken the best one because it was clear that there were three of them that triggered these clauses or whatever. Yeah. And he was able to negotiate the deal, blah, blah. Yep. There's I mean, it, yeah, even if even if it just said that they triggered his release clause, I'd be happy knowing that much. But yeah. I don't even know what his release clause was or if he had one. And maybe we, d- so. maybe we don't need to know anything other than that there was one, mm. as I think you're alluding to, yeah, because yeah. then it at least gives us the feel that we succeeded in our plan. Mm. But so, some players do just have a release clause saying if there's a bid from an overseas club made that we have to accept it. That's their release clause. So, Well, maybe there's different terms in this. Release yep. clauses and release fees. Good mm. way to get lowballed that. Yeah. Clause. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So no idea. Or no bald. No idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No idea what the uh, the terms of this one were, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll try and do some digging maybe. And insert name here on the ccmfans.net forum. Do you reckon we make finals without Tulio? And do we have a run at back-to-back titles if so? Yep, still in the mix. I think we make finals, but it makes winning something a lot more difficult. Yeah, that's fair. He he, he has been and will continue to be a game changer. So <laughs> without that, in those important moments, that's a big loss. But Angle Torres, yeah, coming good. Step yeah. right up. Coming good. I'm, step I'm, right up and maybe step over and maybe step over again. May, maybe one more. <laughs> I'm not as worried about the Tulio loss as maybe some others are. I'm, I'm more concerned about potential losses el- other way on, uh, elsewhere on the pitch. Yep. Which is why I think we should be able to spend some money. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, Tullio, Tullio that, going, like, yeah, it frees up, it frees up a lot of. I know it's more complicated well. than that. Mm. Like, it doesn't. T- whatever fee we got for him doesn't take him out of our cap. Blah blah. But what it does do is frees up funds, and as if we are paying the cap, mm. Mm. we are not paying the cap. No, I don't think we are. And even if even if we were coming close, we'd have all these additional cap exemptions for exactly. loyalty yeah. players, etc. So academy, blah blah. Yep, yep. Uh, do we make the finals? Yes. Do we have a run at back-to-back titles? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it. Well, if we, if we get in... If, <laughs> that's fair. If we, if we get in that six area, now we're on the can-make-a-run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, last question here from insert name here on the ccmfans.net forum. Do you think the club is any more of a precarious position as it has been previously? The club? Hmm. Like financially. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there's a it's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of question marks for me though. Mm. There's a lot of up in the air stuff. I agree. There's a lot of what well, we're now getting close to twelve months into Richard's reign, we'll mm. call it. Um and you know, the initial initial terms were what, three years if can't turn it around, it goes back to Charlesworth. Mm. Off the top off the very top of my head, happy to be corrected. Sounds like it. Um and you know, we've we've had a couple of communications, we'll call it, that have been sent out to everybody and, and, and it's not I wouldn't say it's it's not necessarily painting a picture of everything's perfect and mm-hmm. we're rolling in the dough. There seems to be a lot of I think to your point, Moz, about yes, things have been reported in the media about transfer fees and we sold five or six, you know, sort of players after last season or whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're swimming in cash. That seems to be the general gist of the emails. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think we're still losing money hand over fist, but so is every club. It's just how do you not lose as much and find someone that has the funds to make that not losing as much a little less painful? Mm. And are they, how long are they willing to do it for? But I don't feel like we're in any more precarious a position than we have been in the past. In fact, we've been in some pretty precarious positions. Um, so, and we haven't, we're not rivaling those at the moment. Um, but I would say there are things about the league that worries me. It's just clubs without owners and yeah, things like th- that. There's a, just a sniff of poorly running about just about everything. Well, yeah, um, we've, we've currently got two clubs with no owners. Brisbane may as well have no owners. An engagement yeah. tour that cost us ten times what people think it should have. Yeah. A, a coverer that doesn't do justice to the coverage uh, or the types of things that we want to include in the co- coverage like VAR. And a or, governing body that unilaterally makes changes to the structure of the league without consulting anyone. Yeah. Or a broadcast partner who won't let us use the strobe lights at the stadium. Oh, f- um, but then you've got clubs like MacArthur who are getting a couple of thousand people to a game now, mm. still not good enough, no. paying $1 rent apparently for the stadium, which will then go at the end of the season. At the end of the season. Yeah, so they're going to be screwed. What's going on at Western United with their stadium, supposedly? <laughs> One, the stadium. Apparently two, not paying players. Apparently yeah. paid players late. Um recently or this month in December, whatever. Mm. Um, Adelaide's owners are seemingly invisible and not, and once again, doesn't seem to be a lot of investment put back into that club after the likes of like a Craig Goodwin leaves and apparently is a very good transfer fee, etc. Once again, they're relying on youth. Eric transfer fee, what's going that on? That as well with that. Like that's also happening, but now they're obviously having to rely on youth a lot and their results... It's all well and good to rely on youth like we did last season, but you have to do it correctly. You have to have the right mix. You can't just throw all kids on the pitch. And now they're starting to feel the pinch a bit with their results because of maybe that whole lack of squad investment. So I think you're right. There's there's, there's a bit of bit of um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a dark cloud, but it's like 
there's a storm maybe coming. <laughs> it's not so much over us. Like that crowd numbers the other night seemingly prove that, that, mm. that we are still able to draw a crowd in the right circumstances. Other clubs seem to be struggling with that. Um, but league-wise, yeah, I think there's a number of signs that there's some things about it that are wrong. And I, and I can't help – I know I'm a you know massive ranter about it, but I can't help noticing that I think a positive in women's football that I'm enjoying about women's football is that when the ball goes in the net, right, whether you think it's offside or not, you get to look down at the linesman, see that he is not – he, she is not flagging that it is offside – see the referee blow the goal and know that now is the time to celebrate. But you can't do that in the A-League. And I reckon that that is damaging one of the most important parts of our game. And you can't do it in any league anymore. Um, But it really has improved my interest in some of these other leagues. And I think it'll be a positive in the National Second Division, Mm. that it'll just be pure football. And when we get relegated, if we do, (laughs) and we're in pure football... When? Why'd you say when? When? Long <laughs> way between. Because it's, it's, it's not even in the conversation. Surely yet. we're getting relegated in 2035 when the pieces of paper run out or something like that. <laughs> You're joking. Turn to dust. You're 14 times Central Coast Mariners <laughs> Asian <laughs> champions. In a row. Yeah. <laughs> Asian Cup Pipe kings. down, Moz. Yeah, no, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but, but Just yeah, beating Hull Hull in the final for the fourth <laughs> time in a row. I think there's some smelly things around the league. Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Ali. <laughs> 48-year-old Cristiano Club World Ronaldo. Cup winners after beating Real Madrid. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. We get to host the Club World Cup final at, uh, at Gosford. At Gosford, yeah. 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 I think you're right though, Moz. Yeah, I, I, there's, uh, there's a few weird things around us at the moment, but I'll leave it at that. But I think you're right though. There's more question marks around the league Elsewhere. As, as a whole. Just on the crowd thing though across the league, um, we've had consecutive rounds of an average crowd of t- uh, over 10,000 for the first time since uh, COVID-19. Last two rounds. Something uh, positive? Unbelievable. So, Suggests an improvement. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, the, the interest is still there, but there are a lot of question marks as you said, Luke. Let's take a quick look at how things are shaping up in the Coast Football Ramble Fantasy and Tipping competitions. Uh, turning straight to Fantasy Footy. Top of the league this week is Chump Chops FC, really going toe-to-toe with High Hay Aloe in second spot. Only two points separating those two there. Uh, third place is Sauce Bottle FC, fourth place Joyful Mariners, and fifth place The Pav. Um only 31 points separating those top fives after 10 rounds of action. Jesus, you guys are... Uh, tight. Tight. Um, pass it to Tulio. Luke, you're sitting pretty in uh, 12th spot after 140 points this round. Not a bad round, mate. Happy with that. The worst part is after this weekend, having to take out Marco Tulio from my side. Right, yeah. That's going to be sad. Yeah, and potentially one other in there as well. Um, I'm sitting... I'm finally cracked the top 2019th. Uh, Moz, where are you? Keep scrolling. Yeah, <laughs> giving up there. Uh, top round score in the league this week. Congratulations to Jupiter Ryan with 182 points. That's massive. Wow, crikey! I got 140. I thought that was good. Yeah, I was stoked with 141, but uh, he had uh, oh well. McLaren, Anyone with Jamie McLaren, McLaren in their team this week as captain, and he yeah. also had Bahaja. He also had a DNP up top. Oh my god. <laughs> That could have been a 200. 182 points. Jesus. I can't believe that despite captaining Tulio, I was still shite. 
I have a sneaking suspicion. I don't know, Jupiter, if you listen to the to the show, and I'm, I'm sure you do if you're part of this league, have you actually touched or changed your team since round one? Because uh, your total score so far, 824 points. You had a DNP in there. You left Oli Bizanik in there. Um, yeah. Tell us, your, tell us your thoughts, mate. Penny for your thoughts. And of course, the Coast Football Ramble tipping competition top of the pops. There is Izzy Six Rules. Uh, Evan Hooworth with 32 points tied with ah, Scotty McGee, the ritzy kid, also on 32 points. Um, drunk on Kool-Aid, uh, or Qualade, I should say, uh, in seventh place. Uh, Aaron Morris sneaking up the table. A trail of destruction behind me there. I don't even know the rules of this game. How many, how many <laughs> did you get six, last round? I got six correct tweets. Correct. Clean sweep. Yeah, you got a clean sweep. Yeah, clean sweep. Got so you got, the two, you got two bonus points. You get two bonus points. Should have put a multi on. Apparently. Well, that has. Did you actually tip, or did it just leave? I actually tipped. Your tips. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I got four. I thought that was me right. Up the table. Um, well, you're not and, the and only one who got uh, a, a clean sweep this round, actually. SV Wehen Wiesbaden, uh, Matt, also got all eight points this week. And shout out to Jamie Downs as well. Uh, I know in his cheers tipping competition, uh, he got a clean sweep there as well. So you guys probably should have put multis on. Well, looking ahead to this weekend, of course, we make the trip down the F3 to Combank Stadium or whatever they're calling it this week to take on... Western Sydney Wanderers, um, fellas, oh, I mean, we're starting to hit a bit of form now. Um, how are we feeling? Confident. 2-1, uh, us. Mm. Um, Wanderers, uh, my concern, though, with the Wanderers is that they're potentially starting to look a little bit like us last season in the makeup of their squad. Mm. They've got a couple of good foreigners and now they're playing some good young kids. They've got that good mixture of youth and that experience and um, and Tonson and yeah, Antonson's looks decent. Hendricks, you know? good. Hendricks and Hendricks, good. really good class assist on the weekend. Um, and uh, but you know, still have your Jack Lisby's in the team. So uh, <laughs> coming up against the best right back in the comp this weekend. Yeah, exactly. So still a few things there to exploit. I think so. I'm going with two on us. So given our form, Tulio to absolutely shit house Marcelo for ninety minutes. Yep. <laughs> Yep. That will be fun. I'm here for it. 100%. 100%. I'm going to sit on the fence and say 1-1. One, one. No, I think they can score, but we can uh, score more and Tulio with a, you know, last. Um, Tulio, 95th minute winner. Well, some, yeah, something cool from Tulio. Coolio from Tulio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, a nice little send-off for Tulio. And, uh, I mean, they've been super inconsistent, right? They've gone uh, win, loss, win, loss, draw. Um, yeah. I don't know. You can't. You can't pick them at the moment. When they're playing well, they're playing well. Yeah. But then they, I, I, they just have weird sort of games, like the, you know, the one against Wellington where they lost over in. But that's that's not that's, that's that not, that's surprising given where sort of Wellington are. But mm. you know, but they got absolutely towed by victory the other way. Yeah, they can see the four last, against them. Yeah, until the last yeah. sort of ten minutes where they were like, oh yeah, we'll start playing now. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they were that good against Macarthur on Monday. No, and they they like they started like a house on fire, and then they kind of fell apart a bit. But yeah, Macarthur just couldn't really couldn't really capitalise. Where I think we've got a bit more danger. Mm. Mm. So I'm saying two all, take yeah. a point, yep. get out of there. Yep, and then uh, go home and watch Socceroos against Bahrain at one in the morning. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. No like Premier planned. League, so yes, sounds yes. good to me. 
And then, of course, Sunday, our girls back at our Paradise uh, Industry Group Stadium playing host to Sydney FC. That one a 6 p.m. kickoff. Uh, it'll be great to see our girls go around again and uh, hopefully start recapturing a bit of form there. Hopefully 6 p.m. kickoff doesn't lead to sunny eyes, but... Um, that should be, should be okay. Should be okay. About yeah. that time, yeah. It yeah. definitely won't be too warm anyway, but, I mean, a win in that one could see them go back into the top six. So it's very, very, very close. Well, that is about all we have time for this week on the Coast Football Ramble. The absolute state of this rambling. We do apologise for uh, you guys having to endure this. No, we don't. Not really. Soz. It's it's your own fault for listening. (laughs) You're the one one wasting your own time. Press stop now. Oh, hang on. This is the end. (laughs) (laughs) No, right. It absolutely is the end. Um, Fellas, absolute pleasure rambling with you once again this week. Uh, Listeners, thank you all so much once again for tuning in. Make sure you get down to Wanderers game on Saturday and the girls game on Sunday as well big weekend of sports for all you sports fans but until then love you, see you, bye